3: let me start by saying hi to everybody what's up it's Joho, jim g christy james kevin mood swing bella ball 2020 uh daz uh kevin uh keep coming if i missed you just jump back in line man i'll make sure i get to everybody hope you guys are doing well anthony happy friday to you good morning everybody sports take Derek gunn rob ellis gunner man how we doing Happy Friday, my brother. How you doing? Happy Friday to you, my friend. Let me give you two countdowns just, just for fun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. For bleeps and giggles. What's up, Bry Guy? Uh I will give you a nine hours until game four of the NLCS and I will give you fifty-seven hours until the Dolphins and the Eagles on Sunday night football. Yes. Uh, are you, are you after-
4: happy now? Are you happy?
3: I feel better. It, it, you know what, Derek? On After a rough Phillies outing, the countdown makes me feel a little bit better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. What's up, Matthew? What's up, Philly? Five, okay, five, nine. All right. All right. All um, right. Uh, yeah, look, here's here's the way I look at yesterday, okay? We're not used to seeing the Phillies' offense be shut down. No. And they, you no. know, three hits ain't going to cut it. We could talk about Kimbrell all we want. We could talk about Kirkering all we want. We could talk about, you know, some of Rob Thompson's decision-making all we want. You don't swing the bat you're going to lose. And they lost. They, I mean, their one run came on a, on a wild pitch,
4: Yeah, their their lone
3: run. So they got shut down yesterday and we're not used to seeing that in this postseason.
4: You know, it's funny um, as the game wore on and it's six innings and, and and there's no score. I'm sitting there going, this is, this still plays to the Phillies favor. You know, they're, they're not afraid to play on the road. Um, in and, and, and when he got the one run in the top of the seventh, I'm thinking that's it. This is the Phillies game. Mm-hmm. And even when Arizona ties it in the bottom of the seventh, I'm still thinking this is Phillies game. You know, every every as the game kept going on, and you know me, and I hit you in tone up last night. Yeah, whether you are a fan of either one of these teams or not, that was incredible pitching performance. And you always hear me talk about I'd much rather see 2-1, 3-2 type games more so than 10-8 games. Yeah. I love the strategy behind the low-scoring, well-pitched games. And from starters to relievers, except for Kimbrel, Um, this game was so well-pitched on both sides. I thought the Arizona manager did an incredible job in terms of putting Marte back in the front of the lineup. That turned out to be the catalyst for that lineup. I thought him throwing a, an unknown pitcher out there at the Phillies and he, that kid was dealing. It was straight-up dealing, you know. Um, and then they bring in two relievers that the Phillies hadn't seen because they hadn't pitched in who knows how long. Yep. And that worked out. So the strategy behind Arizona in a desperation mode, you know, unfortunately, I got the best of the Phillies. But I just thought across the board, the chess moves. And, you know, here we go again talking about I thought both starting pitchers were taken out a little bit too soon. But that's what we've been
3: seeing across the board in the playoffs this year. Yeah, the baseball is so much more now. Is just this is what the numbers are telling us. It's the third time around in the order. We're taking yes. this guy out, despite yes. the fact that he's dealing. And I don't, I, I don't like it at all. And I'll never like it. I don't care if I sound like the old man screaming on the lawn. I don't exactly. care. I don't like it. A guy's dealing. I'd rather have my hot hand out there. Yeah. Go to some guy in the bullpen that I have no idea what I'm going to be getting. You know, from. So I, I'm with you. Like I thought, that's when the Phillies are going to win the game. When, when Lavello decided to to pull uh, fault and fought in the game, however you say it, fought. Yes. Fuck. I'm like, Fuck. that's a tough name, by the way. You better be good at something if you're. Now laughing. that's a
4: Scrabble name right there. It is. That's but a yeah. big point yeah. of Scrabble. P-
3: how about yeah? Uh, P F A A D T. That is a. That's a name. Fought. Fought. Yes, I was saying. I think I was saying something similar, but I don't know that it was fought when some of that stuff was playing out last night. Can, but anyway,
4: can you imagine that kid growing up and uh, the abuse he has to take in school for, because of I'm his saying. last you name? You got to be
3: really good at something, you know. Like, Man. You be really good, or or a lot bigger than the rest of the kids. I agree. I agree. Uh, so when he came out, I thought, okay, this is the here's the door being opened, uh, and they still couldn't capitalize on it. So look, it was frustrating. It was really frustrating, and there's some yeah. decisions that need to be made here by Rob Thompson and, and and we'll hit them a little bit more later, but let, I, let me throw bounce a couple off of you. Number one. Yep. Do you continue with Bohm in the cleanup Ooh. spot? It has been a real struggle. And, and here's why I ask Harper Ooh. in the, in that three hole is getting no protection. So now nope. Arizona's finally wised up and they're throwing Harper. Nothing like he's getting nothing to gunner nope. of, of the, of the balls. He didn't swing at and put in play 16 yep. were balls of the 17 pitches. That's it. Jeez. So they're telling you, like anybody Jeez. else, but this guy is going to beat us. Anybody else, which is very smart, by the way. But um, do you do something? Do you do you put Real Muto, for example,
4: who's I, I, to- I, Castiano or yeah. Riamuto, Muto, either yeah. one? I, I would move him up. I find it interesting that they're they're staying away from Harper. I understand that, but they're going after they're going after a Schwarber. Yes, a Schwarber's already killed them two games in Philly. They went right at Schwarber last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, so this, 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 again, there's another bit of strategy. Why would you go after this dude who lights up, you know, stadiums around the country? Yeah. And, and so does
3: Harper. But I, if I'm a pitcher, <clears throat> I'm more afraid of Schwarber than Harper. You know, well, because I think he, I, I would expect Schwarber to bounce back after the night he had last night. I think we're going to see good Schwarber tonight. That's just my gut. My gut's telling we'll me. We'll yeah. see. I and mean, I agree with you. But, but that okay, that's one. And, again, we'll dig into these a little bit more later. That's number one. Number two, do you continue with Kimbrell in the ninth, or Ooh. or do you go Alvarado? Now, I actually like what he's doing with Alvarado. He goes like whatever the toughest spot is. Basically, Alvarado gets earlier. Like if, if it's the seventh, if it's the eighth, and I have no issue with that whatsoever. I, I right. you know he's been really good, but Kimbrell is leaking oil, Gunner. Yeah, he is. You
4: know what? I would put, I would put Alvarado in that closer spot. Um I can't put Soto there. No. Sir Anthony has pitched better, but I'm still waiting for the bottom to fall out. I don't have full trust, Sir um, Anthony. Kimbrell, I would bring Kimbrell in. If I'm going to bring Kimbrell in anywhere, it's more of a, a fifth, sixth inning type appearance, more so than closing out a game after what we've seen over the last month. yeah. Alvarado, the only problem with Alvarado, he gets into these modes where he takes too many pitches to close out. Yep. He'll walk a couple of guys, he'll load a batter, and all of a sudden he buckles down. Yeah, and he swings and, out of it. Yeah. And he swings out. Yeah. You know, Tina, you're right. I said JT or Castellanos. I put him, I put him behind Harper right now.
3: Okay. You know, okay. I I am I'm, I'm with you there. I think it's time to I, I know how loyal Rob is to these guys, but it, it, this is getting pretty obvious. And Harper is gonna start getting frustrated because they're I, I promise you, he ain't gonna get anything hit tonight. You can you can mark that down unless they have to, unless the bases are loaded in a tie game in a big spot. But anyway. All right. So then the last question is, do you continue to live with Rojas with his unbelievable defensive skills with the way he's struggling at the plate? Gunner. So over three last night, o sixty three 63 in the postseason, two hits and 32 at bats. It's basically an automatic out in the nine hole. What, what well, you, you know there?
4: what? Every, every lineup has a weak link. You know, I've talked consistently about how dominant from one through nine is Philly's lineup is. And, and, and Rojas was hitting the ball before he got to this point. Yeah. Um, sometimes you got to let a player swing his way out of it, but I've, I've got to have his defense out there. His okay. defense. You, do I need to say anything more about you? <laughs> you got to have this man's defense out there, plain and simple. Okay. Um, and so you give something to get something. Um, you're giving up his lack of prowess at the plate, but my goodness, in terms of covering field, gap to gap, who else do you
3: want out there? Well, yeah, I mean, what you could do potentially is you could you could put either Marsh in center, who's a good fielder. He's not at Rojas's level, but he's a good fielder, and Pache in left. You could do that. Okay. But the problem is Pache, although he's hit pretty decent, is not yes. a great hitter. So okay. I'm just saying that's an option that you could you could do, and still have a guy who can really go get it um, in, in both center and left. So uh, Mark Mar- Marsh doesn't have the range. Real high he face. doesn't. No, he doesn't, he have, doesn't have, have that range.
4: Now he's a good. Now don't get me wrong. He's a good good center fielder when he's there. No question. Yeah. But that range, there's something to be said for that range in terms of taking away a potential game tying or or, or 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 a, or a, a possible leading uh, a hit. That dude, that extra burst that he has, man, I, I've got to have him. I got to have him out there. And, and okay. if I got to bury him in a nine hole, um, I, I got to leave him there. You know, yep. Bone's not hitting, but are you moving Bone from third third base the way he's playing third base right no, now?
3: No, 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 no. I'm not moving. You know I'm mean? leaving Bone's in the lineup. I would just move right, him down. right, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not... just
4: saying. But so,
3: so sometimes you have to give up something to get something. I agree you know. with you. I agree with you. All right. Yeah, right here's sure. what we're going to do. We're going to take a one minute break, Derek, because I got a little little deal at the house. Okay. Okay. I, and and right. Tone's aware of this. So Tone, we're going to use the one minute here and pick this back up when we come back. It'll just be one minute, folks. So don't go anywhere. That's hold Derek. Up, hold up. Up. Don't
4: Don't trip over a piece of furniture and get I hurt won't, something. I will but I
3: definitely have to all go. Right. <laughs> so. Oh, wait, okay. On, on your we'll, mark.
4: We'll, I'm timing you. On your well, mark.
3: All right. We'll be go. right back. All right. Right back with You said go. 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 baby i am back thanks for hanging sorry one folks. one minute and 6.16 seconds 6.16 all right I, that's no, good no, I'm, I'm trimming no, time no, off my right 40 there. time there thank you that's good there work go. out of you derek gunn yes i stretched i'm ready all right uh so let me just pick back where we are so i think they're the three yes. pertinent questions going into tonight now do I think that Rob Thompson is going to go to an extreme and, and do it? No, I don't. I don't. Um, no, no. The one thing I think he could do, like I still think he'll use Kimbrel as the closer. I still think Rojas will be in the lineup. The one thing that I think he may do, I, I don't know for sure, just my guess. He may move Boehm down a little bit. That's the only thing okay. I think we could see a chance of. I think the other two things, he's just too too loyal and, and dance with who brung you and all that kind of stuff. So that's the one thing I think. All right, so we have that, and that's a big one, Derek. So we we have the. the by the way, and we'll talk about it later. Houston has found themselves again in the yes. No. What did they have? Eighteen runs in the last. Geez. They they look like the Phillies looked, you know, in a couple of those games, you know, earlier yeah. in the series. Yeah. They're, they're they're swinging the bat and look out. Um, so that we'll talk about that later. But we also have a huge Eagles game here, Derek. Uh, this is a game, and we're going to talk to Paul Domel, which coming up at eleven thirty. But with this Dolphins team coming in, with the high-powered offense that they have, and there's no denying how good that offense is. The one thing, and I want th- to talk about this with you and Damo uh, during our, you know, the eleven thirty segment. But in fairness, you know, I'm looking at who the who Miami's beaten. They beat the Chargers, the Patriots, yep. Denver, yep. the Giants, and Carolina. I yep. mean, other than the Chargers, who aren't any great chicks, that is straight garbage. I mean, New England sucks, Denver sucks, the Giants suck, and Carolina sucks. I agree. That's who they've beaten so far.
4: Uh, Before I answer your question, at 120 today, I will give you official uh, a couple of uh, Eagles updates in terms of who's out. Oh, okay. Um, But I have to wait until 120 uh, to make it official. Now, to answer your question, I agree with you 100%. Miami has been putting up epic numbers against teams that are inferior. Um, The one team that shut them down was Buffalo. So I'm, right. I'm looking forward to seeing what Sean Desai does in terms of trying to emulate some of the things that Buffalo does. But I will say this, even though the Eagles have a better defense, mm-hmm. their past defense is no better than anybody else's that Miami has played. And that is a big concern for me. That is that a their fair past way defense, to look at it. Yep. Yes, their past defense. And, and you know, again, I'm, we, we keep talking about Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill and rightfully so, but they have some other receiving pieces that are matchup nightmares. Now they did add chase Claypool, who has been an enigma everywhere else he's gone. But Rob, as we know, sometimes you get with the right team and you realize this is your last chance. And all of a sudden you're with the team that that's being talked about across the league. And you have a quarterback on the center who right now is a front runner for MVP in the league. All of a sudden,
3: you change your perspective and, on and things, and Derek—he's got no pressure on. He's got no pressure, him, he got no no pressure. pressure. <laughs> you know. Really? Everything's on Waddle and uh <clears throat> and Tyreek Hill. So, Absolutely. like, he can just blend in and and slowly build up and get back to Absolutely. the guy that he was. Yeah, it's a good point. He's
4: a big body. He's a good, sure-handed receiver when his head on when he when he had his head on straight in Pittsburgh before they finally got tired of him. Mm-hmm. I thought this kid was going to be the next really good one, yeah. a, a, a young man who was going to be consistently in the top five in receiving yards. Uh, year in and year out, and then lo and behold, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened to him. He got full of himself, but you know, he wore out his welcome in Pittsburgh, and he wore out his welcome in Chicago real quick. Yeah, Um you know, if if his agent can get to him, uh, a parent, a brother, sister, a close confidant, look, dude, you have all the talent in the world. This is your last chance. You know what they say? Uh, three strikes, you're out. Uh-huh. This is your third strike, dude, and yeah. you're down there with the, with the hottest offense in the NFL right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the quarterback who's the front runner for the MVP, yep. What else do you want? They could have traded you to Carolina, they could have traded you, you know, to to, to Houston, to Arizona. You got to go to Miami. Right. Dude, this is it for you. You better go down there and make a name for yourself.
3: Yeah. yeah. I you agree. Like, trust me, you don't want a real job, man. Keep doing what you're doing as long as you can and, and make as much money as you can for as long as you can. Yeah. If this the look, if he, if the third team in, in, in about a year plus span doesn't wake you up, then you're not waking up. You, you know what I mean? So, you know, we'll see. But I agree with you. I mean, that is a fair way to look at it. The, and, and by the way, let me give you a little update from practice today. So, <clears throat> Devontae, Lane Johnson, Darius Slay, and Jalen Carter are all yep. practicing. blanket chip is not. But those guys are all practicing as we and speak. Bradley right? Roby is not also. Yeah, Bradley Roby is, is not also. You are correct. And, again, uh, you've been all over this thing with the injuries. In fact, uh, directly Lane, you know, Lane Johnson texting you back saying, I'm, "I'll play Sunday night." Yesterday, yeah. Derek, you look play good play. in practice yesterday. Right, right, uh, and that'll be one twenty. You'll give us, you'll give us what you're hearing here, yeah. On uh, yeah. who's going to be able to go and not because it's huge. I mean, we look here's the record disparity without Lane Johnson, sixty six and thirty with him, ten and twenty two without him. We know what That's that right. means. Yeah. And then when you're talking about a, an offense that that, that it, it attacks you the way that this Dolphin offense attacks you, you you need as many bodies as you can get, and right now they're down. They are down bodies, that's for sure. Well, um, you know,
4: uh, the next man up mentality definitely comes into play. Yeah, but the next man up in this case leaves a lot to be desired. You know, but a lot of teams have to go through this, man. You, you but see with this Eagles team, which is which is uncommon with a lot of teams, where you are deficient in one area, you can make up for it in so many other areas. The special teams has played well. Um, offense can score uh you have a, you have a fearsome pass rush so even though you might be depleted on the back end there are other areas where you can make up for your deficiency now they didn't do it bless you they didn't do it against the jets so yeah. you've got to bounce back big time against this miami team sunday right. night kelly green uniforms raucous lincoln oh, Financial. Field. Fire.
2: yeah
3: what else do you need what else I'll tell you the other thing, Derek, which I thought was interesting. And I, I, I'm not I don't fault this because it worked for them a couple times last year. So the because the Eagles played the last two games on turf. Uh Wednesday, Sirianni had a walkthrough. He didn't have a regular Wednesday practice like mm-hmm. most teams normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he as basically he's trying to save their legs uh yes. for the long haul and have them fresh for this for this game on Sunday night. I'm fine with that. I have no issue with him doing that. I'm just saying I thought it's interesting that he did that.
4: Uh legs. Hamstring, torso, glutes, shoulders, knees, neck—you got to at this point, man. Yeah, this dude's this this seems like a mass unit right now. Yeah, Um, but 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 the names that you mentioned a few moments ago is good because those are key components to the success of this team. I don't want to see this this Eagles offensive line going to battle this Sunday without Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see a Josh Job replacing Darius Slay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I need Darius Slay out there. Jalen Carter. I need him to get after Tua. Um, and I, with with him, Sweat and Reddit getting after Tua, I feel a
3: lot better about it. So I agree there. Yeah. key components. Key components. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, you're talking about some some. First of all, you got to get a pass rush. If you're not getting a pass rush, and I understand how quickly he gets it out, but if you're not getting yes. a pass rush on Tua, it's going to be a long, long, long day for you, no matter what the situation is. Um, it would even if the Eagles were healthy. Even if Avante Maddox was healthy. Right. right. You know, it would be a long day for you. So you got to be able to get a pass rush. And you're right. This this to me, Derek, as far as defensively for the Eagles, it's about minimizing the damage. I, I you know, yes, I just yes. you can't have Tua just I mean, uh Tyreek Hill 68 yard, you know, strikes. It can't be that. You got to do the best you can to keep them in front of you. And it's not sexy, but that's what you have to do in this game. And you know, if as far as the defensive backs go, they're gonna you, be playing have, real
4: soft. You have to you have to keep him in front of you, but here's the one thing, here's the rare trait about him. Um is even if you keep him in front of you, when he gets an angle on you, when he gets a seam, he gets through these things quicker than any other receiver in the yeah. league. Yep. So you you gotta gang him, you gotta gang up on him somehow, man. And then you gang up on him all of a sudden Waddle standing there, hey, over here, right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. It, it's it's going to be a great chess match. If Angio, was here working with this team. He knows the personnel. You know, he came out early and said, hey, J- Jalen Hurts is is a real deal. He said all the complimentary things. But I guarantee you, as as good of a defensive mind as he is, there's little mental notes that he took. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a little, I, and, and, you know, it's such a small fraternity. You don't think he's talked to some other teams, some other coordinators, maybe even a Robert Sala, about what did you do to rattle Jalen? What did For you sure. do to throw him off the game? That's what you do. Yeah. Whether you talk or text or email, what, do you, what did you do? I agree. That That's the way that league. league
3: works. Uh, it, yes. it, you have so many relationships with guys who you either coached with, they coached under you, they coached above you, you know yeah. their brother, blah, blah blah whatever, that you reach out to them all the time. And, and no doubt, I mean, look, the Eagles were shut out in the second half last week. They only scored whatever it was, 12, 14 points. There's no question. That, that there was some kind of intel gathered from that Jets game not to mention watching every ounce of that 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 tape and to see what happened mm. look i mm. here's what i think derek the, yes the eagles lost last week but i do not see them turn the ball over four times again this week i don't No see i that. don't
4: either that don't be cleaned up so and, and even if they don't win you know yeah. i don't see them turning the ball over four that's that's not the eagles team they don't turn the ball over like that look at what happened last year they did that once the whole season right. in terms
3: of volumes of turnovers like that they just don't turn the ball over Exactly. Exactly. So I, you know, just from that standpoint, if you clean that up, you know, that's a huge difference there. So I think that part of it, you know, they'll take care of it. Now it's just a matter of, I I believe the Eagles offense will have a good week. I do a a good game this week. Yes. I, 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 I just, man, I I can't sit here and lie to you and tell you, I feel good about this matchup with the, with the defensive backs and what Miami is presenting offensively that I can't get past that. And that's, I'm having a tough time with it man
4: and you and you make a valid point about the inferior opponents they've faced to rack up all these incredible yards but outside of the Eagles pass rush is their pass defense any better than
3: anybody else they're gonna face that, no. th- that Miami's faced no and, and and the other thing I'll say is if, again being totally you know fair here it's not like the Eagles have faced the juggernaut either you know no, if you look at New no. England Minnesota Tampa's got a you a know, solid record, but, you know, New England, Minnesota, Washington, Rams yeah. are a solid team, I would say. Yeah. And the Jets are, you know, they're, they present problems defensively. I, I would say the Eagles have played a tougher schedule, but they haven't played a brutal schedule. Right. Either. So, and also,
4: uh, also figure into the equation when they met Sam Howell, Sam Howell was still finding his way. Did he not do some damage through the air against this secondary? Yeah. 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 Big time. Big time. They, they put up 31 points. Yeah. untested untested Sam Howell, um, and, it, and, and defense was, it was healthier then than it is now. The back right. end of the defense was healthier then, but now it's going to be interesting. Now, I'm hoping they're able to pull a rabbit out of their hats and, and, and defensively perform similar to what Buffalo did, but they don't have a Micah Hyde and a Jordan Poirier on the back end of their defense. No, they just no, don't. They don't. Not even close. All right,
3: let's get a timeout. Let's come back. Uh, Paul Domowich is going to join us. We'll talk to Domo, get his insights on what he thinks about what he's seen thus far from the Eagles, last week's game, certainly, and what you do to slow this thing down, th- this Miami offense. So we'll do all that with Domo. You don't want to go anywhere. That is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis with you on this Friday. Uh, and we'll be right back talking to Bird Sports Day. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I'll be heading there a little later, friends. Yes, I will be getting my grandma, which is the upside down. My favorite pizza. But I've been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. And the great thing is, it is just fresh food daily. The best. 20 different styles of pizza. Slices to go. Specialized pizza. However you want it, they will make it. And if you're not up for pizza, okay. Fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for Little Leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of, at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook. There's daily specials there. There's promotions. There's the menu. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. That is 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call right now. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810 three eight one zero here's a little bit more from bravo pizza of havertown
0: i remember getting my heart broken when they lost the super bowl in 2004 we we're big eagles fans we moved to south philly because of the eagles when they won we went straight to the broad street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
3: Hi, we're back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. We are Sports Take. Let's hit the like button if we could, friends. Uh, that's Dark Gun. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Joining us now, uh, he has covered the birds and covered the NFL for more than 40 years. Does an awesome job. Uh, you can check him out uh, at the 33rd Team uh, FB. He's also the host of the Birds Report podcast and uh, co-host Monday Night Kickoff. WBCB Sports uh, does a great job with everything NFL and Eagles related, even though he is semi-retired. That would be the one and only Paul Domowich. Domo, how you doing?
4: Domo
8: how are you guys doing? Good, I know you're man. playing a
3: little hurt, Domo. I know, you're,
8: you're a gamer, man. Getting over a sinus infection, but uh, I'm here uh, in, in uh, full, I'm ready. I can play. <laughs>
3: All right, Domo. so... I I love your perspective on things. You covered the league for a long time, and I know yeah. we're only six games <clears throat> in. I get it, but what we're seeing from Miami's offense um, is is pretty amazing thus far. W- what do you make of it? Like, where do you? I mean, can you put this in any kind of historical perspective for us?
8: Well, I mean, I guess you can go back to uh, you know to to the Dick Vermeil Rams uh, that won the Super Bowl in '99, the greatest show on turf. This supposedly is the greatest show on surf um <laughs> uh, probably even have more speed uh although it's it's mostly the tyreek hill show i mean the numbers they're putting up are are amazing uh you know i mean two is practically either either one or two in every passing category i mean, averaging like nine and a half yards an attempt uh tyreek i think is averaging something like 19 yards a catch yeah. uh, it's it, it's amazing uh they're gonna be tough to stop sunday
4: Tomo, I wanted to get your evaluation of what you've seen from Brian Johnson as an OC through the first six games. Um, I had said to Rob yesterday, uh, the game prior to the Jets, just when we thought he had turned the corner, now we're back after the Jets game with a lot of question marks about his strategy. Your perspective.
8: Yeah, you know, I was really, I mean, and I still am high on Brian. I mean, I, I thought when we promoted him, it was it was, you know, the right call, still think that. Uh, you know, I was I thought he'd be a one and done guy because I thought this offense was going to just explode again this season. And he'd be, the you know, first or second in line for a head coaching vacancy might still happen. Uh, I also thought, you know, I mean, his relationship is so unique with Jalen. I mean, they've known each other since Jalen was four years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was Jalen's quarterback's coach for two years when when Jalen made the move from, you know, from a quarterback nobody was sure about to a, to a guy who was the runner up for the MVP last year. So I thought this was going to be a seamless transition, but I understand that, you know, going from being the quarterback's coach, which is kind of like being your dorm room buddy, uh, or mentor to being the play caller is a little different. I mean, it's the really it takes some time to get in sync with each other. And I think that's kind of what, one of the things that's happening right now. Um, but I still, you know, and, and he's he's tweaked this offense a little bit. He, clearly, he wants to use his running backs more as receivers. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure Jalen felt that strongly about doing that uh, before. And I think he's learning to adapt a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think it'll eventually work. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not like this offense isn't scoring points, isn't moving the ball. But they're, they're struggling in some places, most notably the red zone.
3: Well, yeah, I was, that's where I was going to go with you, Damo. Good setup. Uh, is it just kind of what you just said? Is it the same application here? It's just a matter of getting it all together. But it's been dramatically worse in the red zone. I mean, they were a very good red zone team in terms of cashing. And the team they're playing this week is the best in football. They're, they're, they're delivering at 80% is, is Miami. How do you? Yeah. What would you like to see? To, yeah, I, the other thing, real quick, Damo, not to be all over the place with this, but we're seeing overall a lack of fades in the NFL just in general in the red zone, not as many teams throw a fade anymore. I don't quite get that, but anyway, what would you like to see the Eagles do differently in the red zone?
8: Well, I think one of the things that happened during the off season, Rob, is obviously defensive coordinators that that were going to play this team this year uh, studied a lot of tape. They knew they had to find some way to slow this offense down. I mean, we saw that from Bill Belichick early on to, 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 to Brian Flores in week two with the Vikings everybody has a plan you know I, they changed up coverages a little bit but with the red zones specifically last year the Eagles finished third in red zone production and they did it mostly on the ground mm-hmm. I mean they, they, their run play percentage was the highest in the league in the red zone I mean they just basically you know whether it was Jalen running the ball, whether it was the backs running the ball, that's how they were going to score in the red zone, and they did it pretty much any time they wanted last year. Their their red zone production last year was I think sixty eight point eight percent, which might be the, the the highest it's been since you know since the league's kept track, uh, since the Eagles have kept track of red zone production. So what teams did this year, I think defenses and defensive coordinators this said. We're going to double down on the run in the red zone. When they get down there, when the field shrinks, you know, we're going to stop the run. We're going to stop Jalen from running. We're going to make them throw the ball. Now that doesn't mean, yeah, they're, you know, you can throw the ball against defenses. They're just basically saying, well, he's going to have to show us he can. And six games into the season, he hasn't yet. I mean, you look at Jalen's numbers. They're not very good in the red zone. Uh, the Eagles are starting to mix it up more than they did last year because, they, you know, they have to in the red zone. But nothing's working right now for them. We, You know, we saw that one red zone touchdown last week, which was only their third red zone touchdown pass of the season, the one to to, to Swift, and even that pass was awkward. It, it was behind them. It was wide yeah, open. Yeah, he he Swift, Swift made a nice play. Nice, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's basically – I mean, Jalen's got to prove to teams – that he can beat them in the red zone, and there's no reason he shouldn't be able to do that. When you look at the weapons, my God, Dallas Goddard. You mentioned the fade. You got A.J. Brown. You know why can't you? Why can't you be successful in the red zone? There's no reason, but but you got to prove it because teams are basically
4: daring him to do it. Right. Now, are you surprised they brought in a Julio Jones? Do you think any? They have anything? He has anything left at 34 years of age? When they made the move, I was like, okay, yeah. We'll wait and see.
8: Same, same, Derek. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, the, the the Julio Jones I saw the last three years in the league, the, you know, his final year without with Atlanta, and then with Tampa Bay and Tennessee was a guy who's on who's running on empty. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know exactly what you know. I'm I'm one of the few guys that believes the answer to their number three wide receiver situation is sitting on the practice squad in Greg Ward, but I'm, you know, Nick Sirianni has no use for Greg Ward. So that's never going to happen. Um, I don't, I don't know what Jones gives him. I mean, you know, I saw the quotes from Nick, uh, at his press conference. Was it yesterday where he said he still got some pop in his legs and I, you know, I don't see it. And he's certainly not going to help them in the red zone because, you know, this used to be one of the best red zone receivers in football, not just one of the greatest receivers in football. I mean, he's going to go to the hall of fame. There's no doubt about that. But after 2019, it, the production kind of stopped, particularly in the red zone. I mean, he played 10 games with 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 Tom Brady and didn't have a single red zone catch. Jeez. He played 10 games with Tennessee last year, zero red zone catches. So I, I don't know what he offers. Uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe he'll surprise me. But um, you know, and and I, and I like Julio, and when he's
4: when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, I'll vote for him but I just don't think he has anything left. You and I both have been around Howie long enough to know that Howie likes to make a splash move. Trade deadline's coming up. Do you think he's working on a trade right now? And if what's so, what position do you think he's trying to shore up?
8: Well, I mean, it has to be cornerback, Derek. Uh, You know, a a slot corner particularly. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I I've got to believe he's working the phones, uh, you know, trying to get a guy like you know, just to throw out a name, Jeremy Chin. You know, I saw I saw some you know guy with 300 followers the other day that claimed he was reporting that uh, you know they're they're in trade talks for Patrick Sortan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. be terrific if they get him. I mean, but really, uh, I mean, they just they need to get somebody that can replace Avante Maddox because I don't see him on the roster right now.
4: You know, um, Quez Watkins has been such a a big disappointment. Um, he came out in the spring and tweeted, I'll show all of you bleeps, yada, yada, yada. It's the same old Quez. And I think I think his defining moment, which basically sealed his coffin here in Philly, was that hitch pass he took, and he could have turned it up and made a first down. Instead, he turned his shoulder sideways and lost, lost yardage. And you saw Nick Sirianni's face on the sideline. I mean, he was blowing up. Do you think we'll ever see Quez Watkins take the field again for the Philadelphia Eagles, even though he's on IR? You know how teams have a way of extending injuries or just making players disappear. I think this could be a disappearing act.
8: Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That play is that play is etched in my mind because I, I watched it and I, and and you watch it on tape and you see if he cuts it inside, he's got some room to run. And yes. for whatever reason, I mean this wasn't a Miles Sanders. I just like to run outside because I'm so fast. This was Quez Watkins saying, "Nah, I'm going to get a hit there. So, yeah, I I think we've seen uh, the last of Quez or at least the, uh, you know, very little of Quez that we'll see in the future.
3: Mm -hmm. Dom, let me ask you, and I apologize if Gunnar asked you this, but we talked about the level of competition that the Dolphins have faced (laughs) thus far. Uh, And and again, you could maybe apply this to the Eagles too, but I mean it in context of how the offense is just blowing up for them. But, you know, they faced The Chargers, the the Patriots, Denver, the Giants, and Carolina, not exactly great shakes. They're the teams they've beaten. They lost to Buffalo. Um, So is a little bit of this, you think, blown up because of the the competition, or are they that good offensively in your estimation?
8: No, I mean, I think they can be, you know, slowed down enough to beat them. I mean, I don't think this is a – I mean, when I look at uh, the league right now, I I see at least – you know, I mean, I think Kansas City's better than them. Uh, You know, I think San Francisco. I mean, there's some teams – including the Eagles when they're healthy that, that, that I, I you know, I think are, are better than them. Uh, and I, and I think there's a formula to beat them. I mean, I think Sunday they need to, the Eagles need to start doing the ground and pound and control the ball and, and just don't let Tua have it a lot. Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing with Tua is he's getting rid of the ball, you know, he, even though they, you know, they, they they're, they're killing people deep. He's getting rid of the ball faster than any quarterback in the league. So I mean that it kind of negates their the Eagles pass rush, which is their main defensive weapon. You mm-hmm. know, I, I expect this to be a tough night on Sunday because with all the injuries in the secondary, I just don't think this is the week that they can beat Miami down the road as a healthy team. Uh I think they can, though. I think they have, you know, they're strong enough offensively to, to either Stay with them in a, in a game where you're just going to exchange points as long as you can score touchdowns in the red zone. And I think their, you know, their defense can can do some things healthy against, uh, you know, Tyreek. Uh, you know, I got I, cons- I got concerned last week about this week when I watched Tyreek I watched uh, James Bradbury play uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's pl- he was playing him like eight, nine yards off the ball every time. Now Garrett Wilson is an excellent receiver in this, I mean, a really, really good one. But if you're playing Garrett Wilson that deep uh, off the ball, where are you playing Tyreek? Like on I ninety-five. Jetro, Damo, Jetro,
3: my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's I a little worrisome. That's what I can't get past, Damo. Yeah. Like I think the Eagles' offense bounces back, and I think they play well. I don't, I don't believe that you're going to yeah. see the amount of turnovers or any of that. But I can't get past getting stops, man, and big plays potentially happening here. I know, look, yeah. to me, it's the defensive line has got to go crazy in this game. You you got to be able to affect Tua, as despite how fast he gets it off and all that. But even then, I don't know that it, you're going to be able to do that enough for for yeah. the Eagles to win this game.
8: Yeah, I think you can rattle Tua. I mean, you know, I mean, he's gotten over the concussions, but you know, it's in his mind. Yeah. Uh, you get you get Jalen Carter coming at him. Uh, yep. repeatedly on Sunday night. It's going to make them think. It's going to make them hesitate. It's going to make them flinch. So, yeah. And, and and you know, and you look at last week, I mean, four turnovers, no takeaways. So, I mean, one thing the defense has to do uh, this week is, is they need to start getting turn- takeaways. They haven't had any in three straight games. The first time that's happened since
4: 2012. Wow. wow. Now, you, you were talking about Jalen Hurts a short while ago um, and his red zone play. What is your evaluation of Jalen through six games overall? I, because I don't think he's close to being the quarterback that we watched consistently last season.
8: Yeah, I, I agree, Gunner. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with what he's facing. Like I said, defensive uh, defensive and uh, defenses and defensive coordinators spent the off season, tr- you know, trying to figure out a way to, to defend him, confuse him. And they've come up with a lot of them. I mean, zone coverages with man behind it that that he is slow in processing. Uh, you know, his decision making's been a little off. Uh, I mean, you saw that. I thought on the last their last offensive play Sunday, when he goes deep to uh, to to to, to Devontae when when you know all he needs is a, a it was fourth and eight I believe all he needed was yeah. a first down. He's got Kenny Gainwell standing in the middle of the field, wide open with no one within you know the same zip code of him. And he just ignores him or ch- didn't see him, and because he was so locked into Smith, who wasn't even open. Uh, so, you know, it's the decision making and the processing that, that that seems to be at this point not as sharp as it was last year.
3: i on the on the positive side of this thing. You brought up one of the names, and it looks like he'll be able to play this week, Jalen Carter. Um, you go back. You you covered Jerome. Uh, I, I I hate throwing names like that around in, in comparison when a guy's only played six games, but. I got to go off of what I've seen, like to me, even, even better than Corey Simon and some of the other really good defensive tackles they've had over the years. He looks like that guy. I mean, he just looks like he is. I mean, he's to me, he's a top five guy in the league for get rookie at that position already.
8: No, I agree. Uh, You know, as long as he doesn't get too happy with his performance and and stays hungry and stays focused. I mean, I, I personally, I think, I think Jordan uh, Davis also has a, a lot of growth potential left in him. I mean those two guys are athletic freaks. I mean so I mean they're going to create havoc in the middle not just against the run but the pass. I mean and and you talk to any quarterback in this league and they'll tell you that the place they they hate to get pressure the most is right up the middle because you got nowhere to run then. You know you got edge rushers that are you know you got Khalil, Khalil Mack or 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 Josh Sweat on the edges. I mean, you step up and avoid that at least to buy yourself an extra second or two. But when you got Jalen Carter coming right up the middle at you and and your your guards in center can't stop him, I mean that just completely disrupts everything. And he's he's shown the potent not just the potential, he's done it. So he just needs to stay healthy. And I think he's gonna be a monster
4: the rest of this season. Domo, beyond injuries, do you think Darius Slay has lost a step? I mean he's what, 32, 33 now? yeah,
8: I mean, I started to see that last year, Gunner. Uh, you know, he's a smart player, so you make up for what you lose physically with with you know wisdom and and savvy and and experience. And I think that's where he is right now. you know, but I'm worried that he's gonna be able to stay healthy because of his age. Uh, I mean, he's got the knee that he you know caused him to miss last week. Does it linger? Uh, I mean, you know, we got him saying he's he's fine. But Izzy, uh, and and as we go forward here, you know this is not a team that has any depth there. I mean, they they tried, they 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 found depth just about every position, but that secondary is scary right now. They're 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 one more injury away from disaster.
3: Damo, look at the uh, look at the other side of the ball. It, it's been heavy, AJ, and pretty quiet. Everybody else is that just yeah. ebb and flow of the season? That you're not worried this thing will be a. A thing they'll straighten that out it'll it'll be a little bit more you know evenly spread out or is it something to keep your eye on a little bit here
8: yeah I mean it's always tough to keep two two elite wide receivers happy I mean look at Miami I mean look at look at Jalen Waddle's numbers you know yep. they're, they're you know I, I'm i wondering is, is is he in the locker room is he bitching and moaning I don't know uh maybe he's saying this is great we're winning and that's all that matters you know Devontae Smith he is a, uh, a team player, so I don't think it's you know, And, he, and his relationship with Jalen is 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 good. So I would think you know he's he's on the same page. You know, uh, I mean, I, I think as we go forward here, uh, Rob, we're going to see them continue to use the running backs as weapons in the passing game. It has to be better though than it is. I mean, right now they're throwing a lot to to, to DeAndre Swift, but he's averaging like five yards a catch. I mean that's useless. That's not what you want. You know, I mean, you look at what he did in Detroit as a receiver. It was nearly eight yards a catch. That's what you need from him. And and I don't know why that's not happening when you've got when you've got those receivers on the outside. When you've got Goddard. I mean, that's kind of where Brian Johnson needs to figure out how to maximize all of these guys because he's got more weapons than than God right now. I mean, there's there's no reason this this offense shouldn't be as potent as Miami's.
4: Domo, why can't this team run a screen worth a darn? They can't run a screenplay. play. It's the, it's the most unexplainable thing I've ever seen. When you look at so many teams that run a screen so effortlessly, so fluidly, this team can't yeah. get the screen game right.
8: Absolutely. I mean, and you saw it. Last year, Derek, for the first half of the season, it was one of their best weapons, uh, particularly yeah. Goddard. Uh, I think I, in my column this week for Jacob Sports, I, I, you know, had got the numbers, Goddard's numbers for the first six games. It's like he had 11 catches for 200 some yards, I think, uh, or 100 some yards. This year, I mean, it's like five for thirty-one. I mean, he's he's just not. Nobody's been been effective uh, in the screen, and I don't know why. I mean, you've got a line that has shown that it can it can excel in the screen game. You know, you've got Jacob. Uh, you've got Jason Kelsey, who you know he, he he nothing he he does better than than getting outside and, and leading those things. So I don't know. I, I you know you hope it clicks if you're them. Uh, because I th- I think it still needs to be a, a part of their game. It certainly you know makes defenses you know you make them aware of that. It slows their pass rush up. It makes them uh, double think about how how they cover people deep. Uh, but why it's not working, I'm befuddled right now. I hope they've had the answer
3: because I don't. Damo sixty six and thirty with Lane Johnson, uh, without him ten and twenty two. Have you ever seen a disparity like that? And he's not even the blindside guy for a righty. I mean, what a difference! And it looks like he's going to go. Gunner's reporting he's going to go, but man, what a difference he makes with this team.
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I kind of figured he would go. He's clearly not one hundred percent. I hope you know for his sake he doesn't aggravate it again, um, which is always possible with a, with a high ankle. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's all—he's another guy that's going into the Hall of Fame. You know, I don't think it matters anymore in this league, right side, left side, because you have so many edge rushers, elite red edge rushers, <clears throat> that you're facing uh, as good a guy on the right side as you are on the left. So, um, you know, I, I last week shocked me because I thought, you know, J- Jack Driscoll, Driscoll isn't a pro bowler but he's been a competent backup that I thought would do better than he did last year. I don't know if it was the lack of snaps he's been getting in practice or what, but uh, they took advantage of him to no end. I mean, so getting, getting lane back is going to be big this week.
4: Domo, how do you see this game playing itself
8: out? I think those defensive injuries uh, in the secondary gunner are, are just going to be too big an obstacle. I don't, you know, I, I don't think they're going to score seventy, uh, but thirty-one. <laughs> you know, I can see this being a thirty-one twenty game. I just, you know, later on in the season uh, when they're a little bit healthier uh, in the back, uh, I think the Eagles could give them a better game. Sunday, I think it's. I think you know they lose by double digits.
3: Ooh, Tombo, last Ooh. one for me. Do you see a trade coming here? We're, we're, we're you are now. 11 days from the trade deadline, uh, and there appears to be a crying need here on the back end like we've been talking about throughout with, with your interview. Do you think there's a move coming from Howie? I think at least
8: one, yeah. I think uh, Howie knows the, the – I mean, you, 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 you can't look beyond one season as far as how good you're going to be. Uh, I mean, he's, he's had a plan. He thinks he can keep this team – with the window of op- Super Bowl opportunity open for a few years, but you never know that. Jason Kelsey's probably retiring after this year. You don't know what what happens after that. You're going to have AJ Brown and 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 Smith. Can you keep them for how many more years? So yeah, I think they make at least one move to s- solidify that secondary and maybe two. All right, Damo. You're listen, good. keep all up right. the
0: good work.
3: Check out Damo JacobSports.com. Uh, all over the place, really. Uh, I, I I don't buy the retirement thing, Damo. I'm not buying it, man. I see you doing too much stuff. What's, no, what's happening no. here? I thought yeah, we were going to be he, out he, fishing somewhere. What's going on?
8: My wife isn't buying it either, and she's not
4: happy. So <laughs> uh, this
8: might blame, be the last season. You know what I do just,
3: when, when in doubt? Blame Gunner. Just just somehow this, blame Derek Gunn. It, Domo,
4: think, think about this, Domo. Yes. You're not digging ditches. You're not washing windows, and there's nothing wrong with those jobs. You get to talk football and write about football, man. You can do this until you're in your 70s. It beats work.
3: Exactly. There you go. Exactly. exactly. Right. All right. Damo, feel better, man. Uh, I yeah, man. Take care, bro. For a couple minutes. Take care. All right. Take care. Take care.
8: All right. That
3: is Paul Damowich. And again, you can follow Damo on Twitter at P But great stuff at Jacob Sports, as well as uh, the 33rd team, FB, et cetera, all over the place, Paul Damowich. Yeah. Derek, we'll, we'll give our final. We'll give our predictions, how the game's going to play out. Tone's going to jump on like we always do at the end of the show on Friday and all those kind of things. But uh, I, I kind of been telling you during the week i am i'm concerned about this one i i uh i'm very concerned about the secondary here in this game as explosive
4: as miami is they were held to 24 points and won a game they were held to 20 points and lost a game yep so there is a way to slow them down do the eagles have enough personnel wise darius slay is playing with the knee issue And, you know, there are a couple of other guys. You don't have Avante Maddox, you know, helping in the slot. There's a couple of guys in the back end that are very iffy right now. And I'll give you a little bit more later on in about an hour and 23 minutes from now.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, Uh, Yeah. I I got major concerns. All right. All right. We'll talk about it. Uh, We will further talk about it. That is for sure. We'll have our NFL segment, Derek. We'll, We'll jump into last night's game with the Jaguars and the Saints. We'll preview the best games on the card for week 7 and we're going to do I'm excited about this one our wide receiver power rankings. Oh geez. Where does oh, AJ geez. Brown rank? We will we will oh, get geez. into that. Yes. We will do the uh do that as well, get into a bunch of other stuff. We'll update you on a couple of key injuries around the NFL. Uh also and again at 120 Gunners going to have a key update uh Eagles injury wise too. So we will do that also. He's Derek Gun I am Rob Ellis. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We are Sports Take. All right, let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, scary, scary stuff, right? I can tell you from personal experience that I trust Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610. 610- Nine nine six forty seven fifty one six one zero nine nine six forty seven fifty one 610 or email him Murray M-U-R-R-A-Y dot at Principal dot com. That's Jim at Principal.com
1: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on.
6: field of life,
0: First Trust Bank is there for you, because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
8: Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president
4: of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now.
3: SogaNow Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are
4: needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you
0: at Rafferty.
4: Whoa, I'm back by myself. Rob Ellis must have uh, taken off again. We welcome you back to this Friday edition of Sports Tech. I'm Derek Gunn, along with Rob Ellis. You guys just had a chance to hear from uh, Paul Domowicz, who does a great job writing uh, as well. Um, And, of course, we were talking about the Eagles matching up against this potent Miami team. And, you know, nobody's going to sit here and say the Eagles can't win this game because they do have deficiencies. That's understandable. But, you know, I like the fact that the Eagles are playing this game in their backyard. It is on primetime TV on a Sunday night. Uh, They're breaking out the Kelly green. And I know a lot of people in our chats have been waiting to see uh, the Eagles bring out the Kelly green uniforms for quite some time. Now you say to yourself, a uniform has nothing to do with the overall play, but you know what it it gets the crowd jacked up and let's face it, the players, they feed off the crowd and coming into this game the Eagles have a lot of issues to settle and a lot of uh, doubters to silence. You know, what they did last Sunday uh, against the Jets, they understand was inexcusable. And we heard Jalen Hurts uh, uh, talking about how it's about accountability. And you have a brain trust in that in that locker room um, that is all about accountability. When you talk about future Hall of Famers um, like a Jason Kelsey and Elaine Johnson Uh, vocal pieces like a Brandon Graham and and a Fletcher Cox. Um, They're going to be all about their business. Uh, They're going to be all about their business when they step on that field Sunday night. This team is committed to not going out there and getting embarrassed by a Miami, by by a Miami team. More importantly, it's not often you see an Eagles team have back-to-back games in recent years uh, play uh, more negatively than positively. We just don't see it. Just right. doesn't happen oh there he is you decided to come back
3: hi you know,
4: you left me, Hola. you're back you left me you're back
3: Derek so let, let me tell you what's going on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um I told you guys um before that I, I was having some real like legitimate plumbing issues in the house and in in our bathroom um w- when we take a shower the the water is literally going into the the half bathroom that we have in the basement and, and it, it literally caved in the the ceiling and and it was a, it was Ooh. a mess okay yeah so it's been a it's been a thing to try to get this problem corrected it's taken a little while and we've gone through a yeah. couple iterations of this thing whatever um so just just doing the best we can to uh to keep it rolling brother so i'm just i'm just trying to trying to make some moves here to try to Try to oh, minimize the damage, and I'm trying. And I apologize that I had to hop off a couple of times. And I know everybody's thinking I'm, you know, crazy, and I'm, I'm flaking out, getting Cheerios and all that stuff. So I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to. They're literally cutting into the ceiling, and, and if, you, if we're picking up on some of that, my apologies. I'm just doing the best that I can.
4: Yeah, I hope they. I don't hope. I just hope they don't have to replace like a beam, as well as they obviously going to have to replace the drywall. Replacing the drywall is easy.
3: It's, it's a if pain in the butt.
4: Start, if they, depending on how, you know, is this a recent problem or a problem that's been going on for a it's while? It's been a
3: progressive problem that's gotten yeah, worse. You know, yeah.
4: Then you have to start looking at the beam. Does a piece of the beam have to be replaced as well, which is a pain in the butt financially?
3: It's you know? a lot. Um, it, it's, you know? it, it is.
4: Uh, it is n- Uh-oh. Rob froze. Rob, Rob you there? Oh, so it's going to be one of those Fridays. Let's see. Last week was Friday the 13th, but we're kind of experiencing a Friday the 13th this week on Friday the 20th. Um, hey, Rob, hang in there, man. I know what it's like, bro, because my house is like a zoo, and people are in and out of my house all the time, workers are around the house all the time. I know how bad it can be, man. So yeah. hang in there, man, with the Wi-Fi, the plumber. good right. stuff.
3: right. We'll be okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So um... – So real quick here, where we, where we were uh, just to pick it up. Let's, let's keep.
4: Rob, you you froze again, brother. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll see what we can do with, uh, with Rob. But when we talk about this Eagles team, I think first and foremost, it it has to start with Jalen. Jalen has been under a lot of scrutiny for inconsistent play not playing at that MVP caliber level that he played at a year ago. Uh, I think first and foremost, Jalen will admit, you back again? Yeah, No? Yes? No? No? I think Jalen first and foremost will admit that he hasn't played up to his own expectations. He has high expectations of himself. But let's face it, he's also human. And a lot of times when things aren't going the way we thought they would go, Then you start second guessing yourself, or you start putting additional pressure on yourself as well. Um, and I'm not saying that is the case with Jalen, but it is human nature because he is a perfectionist, he is about doing everything that he does at the best of his ability, and he understands that you know, when he looks at the film, just like we talk about, we have talked about week in and week out, coaches are showing him that he's missed wide-open receivers. The coaches have shown him that he might have held the ball a little bit too long. Coaches have have shown him all the things that he needs to improve on, and Jalen works those things diligently. Mm -hmm. Now it's just a matter of, are we going to get to see every aspect of your home today? Is that what we're going to do?
3: Derek, I, 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 yeah, uh, yes. (laughs) Yes, we are so i'm on the deck now oh. I, mean, I, I just i just went through my hot spot so i'm going off my phone so you won't have any more issues with me ducking out all right i promise you now i'm, I'm just hoping while that they're working on your your, your plumbing
4: uh, piping uh, pipe plumbing here that all of a sudden that they don't cut into the wrong thing and a deluge of water comes raining down on your head while you're outside good. it would go viral though yeah Dude. That would be, dude, That the show the show ends there. If that happens, the show's <laughs> over. Because I'm it not going to make it to the rest of the show.
3: I think I'm, I'm done if that know.
4: happens. Yeah, um,
3: exactly. But real quick, I agree with you. Like, the, the, the thing with this team is there's a high level of accountability. And y- it doesn't matter who it is, it, whether it, it, it funnels down from Jalen Hurts to Jason Kelsey to Lane Johnson to Brandon Graham to Fletcher Cox. This is a responsible bunch. And I can promise you this. You know, one of the things that Sirianni said after the game was, I didn't need to talk to these guys. They know how poorly they played. They know there why they this go. game was lost. And I believe that that is not coach speak. That is real stuff. And when you hear him say something like that, that tells me that there's a, there's a lot of responsibility that's going to be taken. Like, I, I am a, I'm, I'm a full belief with this game is we will not see them be sloppy. We will not see them turn the ball over and do things that are self-inflicting. What I wonder about is it's just a talent thing with the defensive backfield against the receivers they're going to have to go against. I think that's simply what it may come down to. Like in my opinion, I think the offensive line will get the Tua, you know, a, a good amount of times, I think four or five times, but that may not even be enough. Ooh, that's you, the think, problem. you think
4: so for a guy who's I only know. been sacked six times, you think they're going to get to him with that kind of frequency now yes. he's about, he's about as mobile as anybody they faced this year. Um, and, and and I and I've said this before, quarterbacks this year have done a better job of stepping up away from the Eagles pressure to buy an extra second to throw the ball down the field. So I'm, I'm sure Tua's studying that. Mm-hmm. Um Tua throws well on a run, you know, whether he's moving to his right or to his left. Um, I think they'll have a hard time getting to him. If they get him, if they get him at th- at least three times on Sunday, that's that's a big plus for them. It is. Big it plus. is big <inaudible> plus for them.
3: Yep. No doubt. Uh, I hear you. Cause he does get rid of the ball quickly. And he's only been sacked six times this season. That, that is so, so valid. Um, NFC East gunner. So the Cowboys are off. Uh, they come off a, they have the bye week coming off a win last uh, Monday night against the Chargers. You know, it's been kind of an up and down year for them. That's for sure. When you look at it so far, uh, they got a win they needed big time uh, on Sunday night, but it really wasn't I, I, the most clean game that they've played either. Um, so I, I would say this, they're, I'm not overly impressed with them uh, right now as we sit here and and they've kind of moved down a notch for me. Like I still think the three best teams in football and in the order I would go in is the 49ers, the Eagles and the lions and the lions have a tough matchup, which we'll get to in a second with the Ravens, but it's not, you know, all that impressive um, for sure. So um, I, I would say this about the Cowboys. I think there's a lot of questions with the head coach. I think there's questions with the quarterback right now, Um, you know, and just kind of generally, I think there's a lot of talent, but there's also there's, it's a very combustible bunch. Like Micah Parsons is combustible. There's Jerry's combustible. There's a lot of different ways that this thing can go. That's for sure.
4: And I think Micah is also a little thin skin. He he's, he's more than really ready, willing and able to get on social media and retaliate to anybody who speaks negatively about him or his quarterback as he did last week when people yeah. were talking about Dak before they won that game against the Chargers. Um I think that, I think that that team is, is a bunch of loose cannons in a lot of ways. Um I, I, th- I think a, a guy like a Stefan Gilmore should be leaned upon even more so for leadership, not saying that he's not, because obviously we don't know what's going on down there in Dallas, Right, but I think he should be able to, you know, his presence alone, um, and what he has done in this game, highly decorated and so on and so forth, should carry a lot of weight within the uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like the way this t- Dallas team was constructed. You, you, McCarthy calling the plays, deck is not the deck. You know what, Rob? It, it, you know, he he was more mobile against the Chargers than he was at, at any, any other time this season. But I do believe that ankle injury that he had, that devastating ankle injury he had a couple of years ago, has taken some of that mobility from him Break. because when you watch him float out, he's not as fluid um, as he used to be mm-hmm. when he gets out of the pocket and he doesn't run as much as he did in the past. He mm-hmm. floats out and tries to wait for somebody to get open. And I'm sure that's him more so trying to protect his body. But when I watch him even jogging and, and trying to run, it's not as fluid as it used to be. And I wonder if it's there's limitation with uh, that ankle that he had repaired when he had that injury.
3: I agree with you. I think that's a that's a good point. That's a good observation, Derek, for sure. Um, You know, staying with it, staying with the NFC East for a minute. You got the Commanders and the Giants. Not an exciting game. You care because they're in the Eagles' division. But you know, three and three, Washington, one and five, New York. um, You know, it's it's just been an awful start for the Giants for sure. They've lost another offensive lineman this week, Um, and then you have Washington, who to their credit bounced back nicely last week against the Falcons. This game's in New York. Washington's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Looks like Daniel Jones would be able to go. Uh, what do you think in that one? Uh, Washington will go to four and three. I think Washington's defensive front against
4: that passed-up Giants offensive line is going to be the death of the Giants. They're going to have to rely on Saquon heavily, um, You know, just like they did against uh, Buffalo. And then relying on Saquon almost helped them win their game, even with uh, Tyrod Taylor back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think this Giants team is a snake bitten team this year, and you got to blame that on the front office for not addressing certain issues like a better caliber of wide receiver, uh, more more um, more money into the offensive line uh, this offseason, and and now it's starting to show. They don't have a legitimate breakaway threat. Although I will say it again, that, that kid Jalen Hyatt, that wide receiver, eventually he's going to get it right. Yeah, um, and eventually they're going to find a way to utilize him more. His speed. His speed is a game changing type speed. His ability to get separated separation is is game changing. They just haven't found a way to consistently get him the ball. Unlike, Saquon yeah. back yeah, you know, Saquon back there gives them more of a fighting chance. I just don't think they have enough of pieces to the equation to get past Washington.
3: I agree with you. I mean I I I it tells you that Vegas isn't a big believer in Washington either, that the line is this, right. this close and, and it's a desperate game for the giants and all those kind of things. Uh, but I like Washington in this game. I think, I think Washington's got some skill. Um, I don't know that they're a, I don't think they're a playoff team by any stretch, but I think they're a team that's got enough skill, uh, you know, where they should be able to, uh, to win a game like this. Like, if you want to show me you're for real, win this game against the banged up giants team, even if it's, even though it's in New yeah. York, uh, if you want to believe in them, um, a couple other, uh, good games here this week Um uh, mentioned the lions and the Ravens. This one, this one's going to be good. This is in Baltimore, Baltimore's minus three. The lions have played very good football uh this season in general and showing you that they're, they're, they're the real deal. I, I, I still, are are you with me with the Ravens? I don't know that I'm fully sold on them right now. I'm still I'm not. Kind of, I'm I need, not. I need to see more here from the Ravens. Cause I watched them play a couple of times this year and I have not been impressed.
4: And I'm still not 100% sold on Lamar Jackson as a passer and as a decision-maker. You know, he still relies on that athleticism a lot. Um, I really haven't seen significant improvement in his overall uh, dynamics of a pocket presence and throwing the football. He has a strong arm. Um, And, and, you know, he makes defenses respect him because of his ability to take off and and chew them up. But I still am still waiting to see more consistency, more dominance from a Baltimore team that has the pieces to be a dominant team. But because they haven't shown it yet, I don't know what Baltimore is, to, to, to believe it or not. And if yeah. they fall behind Detroit, they can kiss a goodbye. You know, they've got to stay on Detroit's heel uh, or try to stay ahead of, of Detroit as much as they can for them to have a fighting chance to beat this Red Hot Lions team.
3: Yeah, and, and Jared Goff is 13-4 is and four in his last 17 as a starter. Um, they're getting – yeah, yeah. They're getting Jameer Gibbs back. You know, David Montgomery was a great signing for them. We Absolutely. know what Amon Ross St. Brown is. The, the, the guy is legit. Now you throw, uh, you know, Jameson Williams in there, into that mix. And Gunner. they struck it with the tight end, the kid they took Laporta out of Iowa. So, yep. you know, you there's a lot of weapons at, at Goff's disposal, not to mention the fact that their defense, and they create a lot of turnovers, and, you know, Hutchinson's the real deal. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, but it is in Baltimore, uh, and that needs to be taken into account. I think we'll find out a Absolutely. little bit about Detroit now, going on the road against a pretty good team. We'll, we'll have a better handle on what they are at this point. Yeah, you,
4: you get them out of the dome, you get them in the elements, uh, you get them on a natural surf, surface compared to playing on that carpet uh, in Detroit. Um, all of those things can factor into um, their success or failure. Um, and, and I think this is a good good road test for Detroit. Yeah. Um, but the way they're playing right now with the weapons they have, and they're getting and they're getting Jameer back, as well, to compliment Montgomery in the backfield. Um, man, uh, I would love to see. I would love to see this game. You know, if, that's if, a nice one too
2: much. Yeah, yeah. If,
4: I, if if I was to force myself to go to a game, I would love to be at the fifty-yard line to watch this game play. Oh yeah, out.
3: that's going to be a fun one. And and look, the good thing is, um, you know, with the Eagles playing on on Sunday night, that's a one o'clock game. Yep. So, so maybe, to, maybe one of the networks will show you that one in this region, you know. Hopefully, you would, I mean, you would think proximity with Baltimore yep. would get that yep. one. Absolutely. You know, you would think if somebody's, if somebody's using their head. Uh, all right, beyond that, Steelers Rams, solid game. Um, you know, you're talking about a three and two and a three and three right now. That game is in LA. Um, and, you know, Los Angeles certainly is starting to, you know, they have, they have weapons. We know that much, at least. Uh, The Rams are a three point favorite Pittsburgh three and two, you know, I don't know. Pittsburgh feels a little underwhelming to me so far this year.
4: Yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more, but, but the thing that, you know, Aaron Donald hasn't been as dominant as we're accustomed to Aaron Donald being Um, and it's the Steelers defense giving up almost 390 yards a game. That's Mm -hmm. not the Steelers defense that you're used to seeing. So, The, the Rams have been relying on young, unknown commodities, as we got to see when they played the, the Eagles. Um, they, they do have this one at home. Aaron Donald's due for a breakout game. But somehow, someway, the Steelers sit at 3-2 and two and they're finding ways to win. You know, Kenny Pickett has not taken his game to that next level like I thought he would, but he'll make a big throw when he has to. The defense will get a significant turnover when they have to. Um, you know, TJ Watt has to be lights out. He's got to be all up in Matthew Stafford's jersey for this, for this team to have have a chance, fighting chance to win. You know, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's not going to score 28, 30 points. They're going to try to grind it out against you and beat you in a low scoring affair like 2017, 17, 13, something like that. Um, can the Rams expose them this Sunday? That that's that's going to be huge. Uh, the Rams have the offensive weapons. Now that Cooper Cup is back, they have the capability of doing it. Um, but, but can they protect Stafford well enough? It. Yeah, yeah that, that's
3: going to be yeah. a big question with that one for sure. Um, you know, this one, there's a lot of quarterback question marks, the Browns and the Colts. Now, we know that Anthony Richardson's out with the shoulder surgery, and we know that Gardner Minshew is in. But the, the, it, this whole thing's been very weird with, with Sean Watson, Derek, and he is he is practicing somewhat um but they're not they're not ready to call that he's going to be the starter for the game on Sunday so that's kind of up in the air if it's not him um you know last week Philip Walker came in and did a nice job for them against the Niners he did he he he, he you know did he kind of took care of the ball and played smart um i'm kind of liking the browns here i just think their defense is too good and the colts have overachieved a little bit to get the 3 and 3 already with not tons of talent I like Cleveland here, even if it's not Deshaun Watson.
4: Well, the night, the, the Niners gave Cleveland a game by the missed field goal, but man, they played, they played the Niners as tough as you can play them on both sides of the football uh, offensively. The Browns were chewing up the Niners in the run game um, and, and defensively. Man, they were all up in two. Uh, they were all up in uh, Brock Purdy's grill. I think yep. Brock Purdy until the fourth quarter had one completion in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, the Browns, the Browns' defense is legit. Um, you know, Shane Steichen has talked about they're going to expand Jonathan Taylor's role this week. They're going to need they're going to need some kind of ground game uh, to keep a lot of heat off of Gardner Minshew. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if Indy can run against him as good as Indy's offensive line is. I don't know if they're going to be able to run against this Cleveland defense because that Cleveland defense shut down the Niners run game, which is really yeah. difficult to do. Um, so based on Cleveland's defense alone, um,
3: I, I like Cleveland. Even, even though the game's in Indy, I like Cleveland in this game. I'm with you. And look, I give Zach Moss a lot of credit. While Taylor's been banged yes, up, and Al, yes. he's done a nice job for them. Um you know, he's averaging almost five yards per carry too, mm-hmm. but you do wonder how much more they're going to start incorporating Taylor into this thing now. And can they, can they try to pound them on the ground? I, I look, I think that Cleveland defense is not being talked about enough. They are nasty. Um, so yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. I think this is ultimately a clear, I just don't think the Colts are going to have enough. It doesn't matter where it no, is.
4: No, they're, they're devoid and wide receiver. Um, uh, Shane Steichen has done an incredible job with what he's had up to this point. Um, when you're when you're paying the kind of money that the coach shelled out for Jonathan Taylor, you want him on the field sooner rather than later. Yeah. He's had more than enough time now to get himself ready. Um, and I think this is his breakout game this year. Breakout I mean in terms of being more featured in the offense, not so much in terms of yardage racked up. I just think in terms of 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 Gardner Minshew looking for him, Shane Steichen calling plays for him, whether it's running the ball or catching it out of the backfield. I think this is his coming out game for 2023. And even with that said, I don't think that's going to be nearly enough to, uh, to do a lot of damage against this Cleveland defense.
3: Agreed. All right. Uh, beyond that, another good game is the Chargers and the Chiefs. I, mean, I don't know, relatively good. It's not a good, like a great card in game in week seven, but Chargers need a win. Um, you know, and we've said that before, but traveling to Kansas city is not exactly the way you want to be doing this thing. Um, they lost last week to the, uh, to the Cowboys, at home, they're just a team you can't put an ounce of faith into. The Chargers team, uh, the game's in Kansas City. It's a 425. KC's minus five and a half. Derek, they've won five straight since they lost that, that season opener.
4: Um, Kansas City's passing game has, has been subpar to this point, yet they have found a way to win five in a row. The one thing you, you always appreciate about this Kansas City team, whether you're a fan of theirs or not, is that they're always going to be in a game, and eventually they're going to find a way to 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 win a game more times than not. Yep. As long as that dude named Holmes is under center, um, for me the Chargers make way too many mistakes. You know my you know my history with the Chargers and what I think about the Chargers. I just think, you know, I watched that last game Justin Herbert played. Man, he overthrew so many guys. Chargers made so many mistakes. I think they're going into Kansas City and they're coming out with an L. And, and the Chiefs go to six and one. You know, they're getting Miko Hartman back. He's going to help. The good thing about it is he doesn't have to take a lot of time to get it re- acclimated to this offense. He knows it inside and out. And I think he's going to help stretch out uh, the passing game woes and make the passing game a little bit more f- efficient and open up a lot more for Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field.
3: Yeah, I, I think the the Hardman thing, even though he did nothing for the Jets, I think it's a great move by Kansas City. You gave not yeah, much absolutely. up. You you don't have to 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 get him up to speed on anything. You can essentially plug him right in. Mahomes trusts him. You know, it's it's a really good Brett Beach, Andy Reid kind of move that, that that'll pay dividends for them because you know we've talked about it and and you can get away with this when you have the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes. But their receiving core is just eh, it's okay. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you can throw a guy like that in there, that's a good move.
4: Yeah, when 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 um, when when the Chiefs' leading receiver has what. 300-something yards, that's that's not a chief's office. You look at Mahomes, he's like, what, seventh in the league in passing? Exactly. Usually, he's one or, he, usually he's one or two from start to finish in the National Football League. So that tells you exactly where they are. But they are the defending champs. They know everybody who plays them is a Super Bowl matchup, and yet they're still finding ways to win, whether it's by 3 points, 7 points, or 10. They find a way to win the game, plain and simple. Andy Reid has done a masterful job of
3: coaching this team this year. Yeah, no question about it. And and I think that you're right. You the one other thing that you're seeing not only Mahomes' numbers but he's forcing some balls that are very uncharacteristic of yep. him. He's got a yep. couple of interceptions which you don't rarely ever see from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's Absolutely. All right, when we come back, Derek, uh, we'll we'll do a little baseball. We'll revisit the Phillies uh, the game what went down last night looking forward to tonight. Then our NFL segment where we'll talk about last night's game, all the injuries, power rankings for the wide receivers. We'll close it out with birthdays, movies, and our predictions for both the Eagles game and the uh, the Phillies game. Oh, by the way, Flyers, uh, how about your three-and-one? about it? I'm about yeah, it? Yeah, man. Great you know start. What? Man. I,
4: hope, I hope it gets last, man, but, um, you, know, you, you know, they're going to hit the wall eventually, but right now, John Tortorella has that team playing, man. I, I like this. And, of course, there's so much focus on the Phillies and the Eagles and rightfully so. Flyers right. are taking a back seat, but, Flyers, if they keep playing like this, is a nice alternative. Yeah. Interesting, uh, you know, right? Very yeah, interesting. A nice alternative. Yeah. Uh, if, you,
3: if you just want to get away from football and baseball for a bit. I got you. All right. Quick time out. We'll come back and uh, set our sights on baseball. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right, let me tell you about pro action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, uh, you know, you have a property that you own and you've gone through the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage to your property, you know how trying that can be. Uh, ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. Uh, I've gone through it with water damage at my parents' house. I reached out to Pro Action Restoration on a Saturday, and they got right over there. And, and hence the 24-7. They are there. They are on call. They are ready to roll whenever you need them. Uh, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. That is huge. Again, water fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com.
6: And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshana is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675.
5: I was hanging out with you. I think
3: I'm in like location number four of the day. Hope you're enjoying the tour. Uh, <laughs> Cribs episode. I loved Cribs, man. I don't know what they, why. I didn't understand MTV getting rid of Cribs. I always enjoyed seeing the, the, the auspicious, the over-the-top kind of stuff that they would be doing uh, with their, with their houses, you know, the, the stripper pole in the basement and everything else that you had going, just like Gunner has, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're muted. Do pushups. Let's go stripper pole what the heck are you talking about see what happens when you're when you step away for a second no, uh, people knocking at my
4: door and i'm trying to tell hey, i can't talk to you right now well let me just ask did you not hear me just i, I gotta go i gotta go yeah, no, i'm trying no, to be no. nice man and i understand Absolutely. people are trying to make sales and stuff i gotta trust go
3: yeah. yes trust me i'm i'm at location number four derek so i hope what you're heck? enjoying what the heck are you doing i'm gonna i'm gonna do two more before the end of the show so we'll we'll, we'll do the best that we can Maybe I,
4: should, maybe I should move around too, just to.
3: No, trust me, you don't want to have to be doing what I'm doing. This is uh, this is unbelievable. Um, all right, so uh, a couple other things uh, going on. Let, let's let's uh, get back to the Phillies here, and uh, you know the, the, the loss last night to me. Had, do you view it more as look? It's really hard to sweep, man. You know, it, it, it's kind of an anomaly. It, it, you know it was it's just one of those things in a series, or do you see bigger kind of cracks here? that you're worried about, whether it's Kimbrell, whether it's Bohm, whether it's Rojas, you know, just bullpen in general, guys you don't trust. How do you, how do you view the loss yesterday?
4: It, it, it happened. I thought Arizona's manager did a great job of making necessary changes to try to get back some momentum uh, to his team, a team that was unbeaten throughout the playoffs until they played the Phillies the first two games, a team that had to be a little bit shell-shocked heading home. I said it off the top of the show. Uh, putting uh marte back at the top of the lineup with a stroke of genius Great move then they then they throw a pitcher at him a starting pitcher who who's untested whose era was approaching six mm-hmm. um on the hill and we're thinking man this is gonna be this is gonna be bad this kid pitched like a hall of fame pitcher mm-hmm. okay um and then he, he they brought in two relievers the phillies hadn't seen they had to throw in and as i said yesterday arizona's only chance of winning this game is they had to throw the kitchen sink and that's what they did. They yep. threw the kitchen sink. The thing that bothered me, and I don't even know who asked the question, was somebody asked Rob Thompson a question. Do you think your team wasn't focused? This is a team that came within two wins of winning the World Series. Do you not think that after they put those two, those two losses on Arizona, they're not on the plane talking about, let's go end this thing quick as possible so we can sit back and watch Houston and Texas beat each other up and get extended rest for our, our pitching staff starting
3: and everybody else? We mean not focus. It was Mark. Yeah, Marcus asked them that. I, I agree with you. Like the the this is not a team that I think lacks focus in under any circumstance.
4: Absolutely not. Yeah. Now, now it was a I think it's a fluke. They were held to three hits. The thirteen Ks I'm not surprised by because let's face it, this is a free swinging Phillies team, and we've seen them on a number of occasions uh, as well as they played in August and September. Even when they won and won by big margins, look at 10, 12, 13 Ks they would yep. have on their dossier. They're just going to swing. They're going to swing away. They're not going to change who they are now. And mm-hmm. Arizona caught them at the right time. Now, if Arizona wins this game tonight, that's a big momentum shift. Yeah. Then, you, momentum then shift.
3: there's then there's mind games. That's
4: when, that's when the Jedi mind tricks start to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it changes the entire complexion. Because now this Arizona team, number one, that didn't get into the playoffs until the very last few days of the season, number two, swept out Central Division winning Milwaukee, number three, swept out uh, Western Division champ and 100 win team at Los Angeles.
3: They got that mojo back on their side. Yeah. I, they do. They do. And you. what you don't want to have in it, there's a great lesson, a great example right in front of you is what what's happened with Texas. Oh, my goodness. Texas allowed the, – the, the door was cracked, and now Houston's kind of kicked that thing in and, and won the last two. And Houston's feeling real good about themselves, man. So you don't want to allow – like right now, okay, Arizona kind of dusted themselves off the mat a little bit, right? Yep, yep. But they're not throwing haymakers yet. They win this no. one, the haymakers start.
4: See, with Houston, you're the defending champ. You know what it takes to bounce back. Yeah. And once they got the, they, they, they scored eight runs in that first win. Then they bounced back and put a 10 spot on them last. Right. Night. Right. You know, so now Texas got, and, and on top of that, they did it. They did it in the Rangers ballpark, not in Houston, yeah. did yep. it in the Rangers ballpark. And, and the Rangers are supposed to have one of the better pitching staffs in baseball.
3: Yeah. No, I agree. I shoot them for 18 runs in two games. Woof. So yeah. what's Texas thinking right now? They're scared. I'm telling you, they're on their heels, man. You know, I'm telling you. And, and the they, Phillies and you're right. And Derek, that's the big thing. They did it at their place. Houston yes. did it at their place.
4: Yeah. Now, now with the Phillies, even, even if they lost this game tonight, which I don't think they will, even yeah. if they lost this game tonight, there's enough veteran presence there. They've been down this road. They know what it takes to get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no panic in this locker room or clubhouse. There's yeah. no panic with this Phillies team, but yep. they got to start thinking. Now that they pulled even, Arizona's got to be thinking. We could win three here and go back mm-hmm. to Philly and just need one. We've had two games of this crowd now. We can we can have we can deal with this crowd now. Yeah, right. it's sky's the limit. They're playing with house money anyway. I I, 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 I can't, I can't admit, uh, mention enough that I, I'm watching an analyst on, on, on TBS after the game, after one game, and, and one guy was talking about how. Arizona is a year ahead of where they thought they would be. They've got a nice young nucleus, but they don't have the pitching staff they need to go where they want to go. In two years, this Arizona team is going to be a monster to deal with. Yeah, well, well, tell those kids that. um, Tell those kids that
3: they're not supposed to be here right now. That's all you need is belief. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, And and tonight, like to me, this game – tonight screams of you need to finish your business. I mean, they're throwing a bullpen game. They're throwing that Joe mantiply out there. Yeah. This is a guy, Derek, who in game two lasted a third of an inning. Phillies had three hits off of him, scored three runs, and he walked to like they they batted this guy around. So you need to jump on him first inning, take their crowd. And there were a lot of Phillies fans there last night. Don't get me wrong, but take their crowd out of it for the, for the Diamondbacks fans who were there. And, and that also will allow, I think, Sanchez to sort of settle in here. Like, I don't know how, how far, what, how long the rope is that he's going right, to go right, with Sanchez. Right. But, like, to me, and I'll go back to what I said about last night's game. If the guy's pitching well, don't just feel like you have to yank him for the sake of yanking him. Let no. him go if he's pitching well.
4: I, I think we can screen that all we want. But I know. across the board, um, not just the Phillies series, but in other games that I've watched, they're Yankees starting pitching left and right, guys that have given up four hits, one run, four hits, no runs. And they're pulling them and going to somebody different at key points of a game. And I guess that's the new way, that's the new age baseball now. You know, yeah. uh, let's go with a hunch. Let's let's go with our guys. It's do or die. You know, and I'm thinking if a dude's in a groove until he gives up something significant, dude, let that dude roll, man. And because even Arizona's pitchers, I mean, Arizona's players were saying after the game last night. Hey, I would have let Fat keep going, you know, but hey, you know, obviously it worked out for the best for us. You mm-hmm. know, some players even say, why are you pulling this dude out of the game? You know, he's the one keeping us in the game.
3: I know. I, I do think there's something to that, too. I mean, you could tell the the, the players, the, you know, the shoulders kind of dip for a minute, like, ah, oh, really? You know, it's yeah, good. And, and, and in turn, the other side of it is the other team gets rejuvenated. Yes, like, like oh my goodness, yes. nice. Okay. He's out of there. We couldn't solve that guy, but now he's out of there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a that's a, but I I actually I, I think you're hundred percent correct. Even if let's say Sanchez, I don't know, goes through four innings and doesn't give up a run. something tells me he ain't coming out for the fifth, but we'll you know, same, same find here. out. Yeah,
2: same we'll here. find
3: out. Yeah, so that's gonna be a big thing. You're right. The the move by uh by Lavello to move uh Catel Marte up uh was, was ingenious. Three for five, Derek had the, you know, they had a big RBI as well. He had a big game. And uh uh play, had a very big game as well. Two for yeah. three. Yeah. He had the you know the big hit obviously and then the walk. So those those two really hurt the Phillies. I mean there wasn't much damage. They lost two one. You yeah, know, know the pitch know. did a great job, but um, you know, those two, you know, for sure hurt them. I just I'm really concerned about Kimbrell in a big spot. i I really am.
4: He keep he keeps going to him, you know, and and you know I understand loyalty is one thing, but even a manager has to see that this has been a pattern off and on we've seen for the last month or so this season, and maybe maybe he's arm weary, um, you know, because he's up in the strike zone, his he he's not as fine, his his breaking pitch is not snapping the way it was, um, maybe that's a sign of arm weariness, and you have enough you have enough options, you know, I, I I'm I'm believing that. You can even use Hoffman in those later innings. Yeah, you know the way he's pitched, I, I might give him a shot I agree just to with you. flip it up a little bit. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I agree. That like Barbara Carroll asked, why can't Alvarado close? He can. He certainly he can. can. Yeah, and that, that's something you could do. Um, but I, I like the way Thompson's using him in in big time spots. You know, whether it's the seventh, whether it's yep. the eighth. Yep. You know, he's even you know pitching like multiple innings. I'm fine with that. He he's, but you could you could definitely do that. I mean, I feel he's the guy you feel better. You tell me, I feel better about him than anybody else in the bullpen. Um,
4: yeah. Um, he he doesn't give up much, and 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 as much as I would lean towards Alvarado's that closer, as I said, sometimes he has to go through too many pitches to get to where he wants to go, and he makes you sweat. He'll put two or three men on base, and all of a sudden. He gets two two strikeouts back to back. That's not always going to be the case. At some point, as hard as you throw, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna serve, serve up a fastball that could cost you a game somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, with Hoffman, he does just enough to keep people off balance. And that's why I said now I wouldn't probably move him more in a more defined role than before, because I think he's been probably the most consistent guy compared to everybody else.
3: Oh, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm with you. I, I Yeah, th- if I had to go number two, I would go Hoffman probably as my second guy. Um, I'd go Alvarado. Well, I know it's crazy. I i don't have trust in Soto.
4: I was going to say, where are you on Soto right now?
3: Not, not trustworthy. Sir Anthony's not trustworthy. Kimbrel's not trustworthy. All three of them worry me here. Um, so it, it's a little worrisome what this is looking like. And this is not going to be a game where you get a deep outing, you know, um from your starter here right, now right. the good news is you get through this one derek and then you're you're kind of back up to the top right yep. so you get through yep. this game you know now all of a sudden we're looking at wheeler and then nola yep. uh for on saturday and then monday if it gets to that point point. and by the way monday would be 507 uh yes for those of you scoring yes. at home yes and then if there is a game seven on tuesday that would be 807 so again if you forgot the it's a two, three, two series. So last night, tonight and tomorrow are all in Arizona. If we go to a game six and seven, it's in Philadelphia. It's a two, three, two, uh, that major league baseball goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a couple things. And I, you know, obviously I don't see the lineup being shut out the way that they were last night. I mean, three hits, uh, is, is, is just not who this team is. As I mentioned, they haven't done that In 32 games, something like that, uh, where they've been held, yeah, 13 strikeouts. Also, I mean, it was just not a lot of balls in play. It's just a recipe to lose. I mean, you're not, you you know, they can't they can't commit errors that way, and you know, you just you're just asking for uh, for problems. So uh, the other the other one was a lot of people have an issue with the the use of Kirkering in the seventh. He comes in, he gives up a single, double, RBI single. That's what uh, you know. That was the lone run up until the ninth inning. That the Diamondbacks had he faced three batters, uh, gave up three hits. Would you steer away from him now in in high leverage spots? The kid.
4: No, I mean you know he pitched well before that. Yeah. You know he just got caught this one time. I, I'm not going to back away. From it. I like his a mixture of pitches. I like his confidence on the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, he deserves another outing. He had one of those bad outings. Everybody does, you know. But I think he I think he's deserved the right to be to look at as a guy can come in there and maybe stop momentum or keep his team uh, out of harm's way. Uh, now, if it happens the second time, then I'm revisiting this thing. Uh, maybe the moment as you get bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper into this, maybe the moment's too big for him. Okay, But I, 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 want, I want to see him at least one more time before I make that kind of determination. All
3: right. All right. Let's pivot back into the NFL, Derek. Let's run through the rest of the games that we didn't get to in the last mm-hmm. segment here. Uh, let's start with this one. This is a battle of the backup quarterbacks here. Uh, it will be Chicago and Vegas. Now, uh, starting for Chicago, Tyson uh, Badgent, who was a Division II quarterback at Shepherd University, uh, who made the team, made the squad, and is, is the number two guy. And he will get the start for the Bears. Um, I guess, I think the Raiders are going with Aiden O'Connell uh, with Jimmy G out. So you have uh, Fields dealing with the thumb. Uh, Jimmy G dealing with the back. Yeah, this already wasn't all that appeal appealing of a game, dude, man. Dude. And this it just got that much
4: worse. This is what I call a rebate <laughs> rebate game, because if I paid money for this ticket, I want a rebate on this game. You know, um, I, this is like this is like a glorified preseason game. To be honest with you,
3: two teams was- going nowhere fast. Yeah, you know, I mean it's bad. Rob, Bet. this is
4: this is the rare situation where you always hear me talk about how I don't care who's playing. I'm watching. I would not watch this game. <laughs> I would, I, I would, I would I not
3: I'm the, I'm with you. Like we're both junkies. But yeah. man, I, this one this would be a tough one. This would be a I'd, really tough one.
4: I'd be out doing yard work, running yeah. errands, going to the grocery store, hanging out at the mall. Anything <laughs> except watching this game. Um, yeah. This this is oh, this is bad somebody's going to win this game by default, not because they dominate. They're going to win by default.
3: You know what's crazy? Well, the Bears – I mean, the the Raiders probably win. you realize Mm -hmm. they'd be four and three if they won this game? Like, they stink. Mm -hmm. They stink, the Raiders. They're
4: they're bad. And I thought Jimmy Garoppolo – I thought Jimmy Garoppolo would be a nice addition to that offense. He has not really. Now you've got the star of their offense grumbling about me, not we, and Devontae Adams. Yep. That's not that's the, that's a, a recipe for disaster, but you're playing a Bears team that that can't get out of its own way. Their starting quarterback's not in, and the guy you just mentioned is probably thinking, "Hey, um, I I didn't think I'd be playing this season. I I I mean, I like being on the NFL roster, making the money I'm making, even though it's league minimum. But I didn't want I didn't ask to play in this game, <laughs> dude. And you got Max Crosby over there talking smack to you as well.
3: Oh boy! Oh my goodness! Yeah, good no, luck. No. Good luck to Tyson Badgett with Max Crosby. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, all right, beyond that, other games here. Um, you know, we thought maybe before the season started this would be an okay game, but the Bills and the Patriots. So this this game's in New England. Buffalo's four and two. Patriots one and five. Buffalo's an eight and a half point favorite. It just seems to get worse and uglier every week for New England.
4: Yeah, um, the plus is it's in New England. Um, then yeah. I think they'll play him tough. The bad news is uh, New England media will have another another uh, week of, you know, uh, get rid of Mac Jones, fire Belichick, you know, sell the farm, sell, sell, sell. It'll be yeah. like the stock market, sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Uh, New England fans are not used to looking at this kind of product. Now, the product has been mediocre to bad since Tom Brady's left. This yeah. is rock bottom for this yeah. organization. This hasn't happened in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. them being this bad yeah um and, and i don't see any way shape or form that they beat buffalo now because it's a division game it is in new england i think it'll be competitive for a while Buffalo's just too dominant of a team to worry yeah. about losing to a team like this
3: i agree with you and, and you know and, and buffalo's had their ups and downs this year and they, they barely yeah. escaped the yeah. giants last week but i don't i don't I think they'll take care of business here. I, I feel good about them. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. The other one is the Cardinals. The one in five Cardinals are travel traveling to Seattle. Uh, Battle of the uh, NFC Ooh. West. Yeah, Seattle's an eight point favorite in this one, Derek. Um, they're none too pleased with the way that they played last week, and you know the Cardinals. I think finally the lack of talent has has real is really starting to show here with them. But Seattle's an eight point favorite in this one. Your boy Jonathan Gannon is going to have a long, cold winter. Uh, when this is all said
4: and done, um, Arizona now, Arizona, if they play like they played against Dallas, they have a fighting chance, but they're playing in Seattle and Seattle's 12th man is a monster. That crowd is a monster there. Um, and you're right. Seattle didn't play his best game last week. Um, I expect DJ DK Metcalf to have at least two stupid penalties, but he will also have some big catches in this game. Um, Seattle's defense is just going to be a little bit too much for for whatever Arizona tries to throw at it. Um, It'll be a nice game for a quarter or two, and then all of a sudden it's over. It's over. Yep,
3: yep, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, elsewhere, um, a couple other uh, games that aren't exactly marquee, but you'll have interest in this one. The Packers at the Broncos. Green Bay's a one-point favorite, Derek. I mean, that's a – a pretty low line, considering how bad the Broncos have been. Uh Bron- Broncos one and five, Green Bay two and three. Although Green Bay's trending the wrong way, they're coming off a bye, but they've lost two straight.
4: Yes, and their quarterback's completing fifty-five percent of his passes. Jordan Love is completing fifty-five percent. Yeah, it's a low passes. number, man. And you got to go into Mile High and play that thin air. And Matt Lafleur, I don't know what he's doing with that offense, but that offense is as bland as it can get. Yeah. There's another offense that doesn't do a lot of motion. Very predictable in what they're trying to do. Um, this is a bad spot uh, for Green Bay to go into a desperate, angry, embarrassed Denver environment. I don't see Green Bay winning this game, to be honest. I don't.
3: I think they I, lose I, their third straight. Really? You think Denver gets the win?
4: I think Denver gets the win in this game. Wow.
3: Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, man, that's got to hurt coming out. <laughs> that hurt you uh, a little bit right but, there.
4: But I told you, I'm so numb this season. I don't expect much from Green Bay. Yeah. When you said yeah. you thought they'd be a playoff team, I'm like, uh, not with – not with. Yeah, I, may have,
3: I may have whiffed on that one. That's I mean, they're,
4: awesome. they're, they're the youngest team in the league. They're barely average 25 years of age. Right. First-year first year starting quarterback. Your top three receivers are either rookies or second-year receivers, and that includes your tight ends. What do you expect from an offense like that? Yeah, I hear it. Nothing. I hear it. Yeah.
3: You know. All right. Last one we'll hit here. And by the way, the bye week teams are the Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, Texans. So a good amount of teams on a bye. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's it feels like a lot, doesn't it? The six that's
4: teams. A, six, they they do six. Four, four is usually the norm, but once yeah. a year they'll do six. And yeah. I guess this is the week. But man, that's a that's a lot of non football activity this weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Last one. Uh, Monday night, 49ers at the uh, Vikings. Now, 49ers coming off the loss. They are banged up. We're, we're still not sure exactly what with McCaffrey and Debo, uh, you know, where that stands status wise. Minnesota, it's been a disappointing season for them. They've taken a step backwards. They're two and four, Derek. Uh, San Fran, a seven point favorite in uh, Minnesota. What do you think of that one?
4: Minnesota cannot do what Cleveland did. Which is run the football? Minnesota cannot run the ball. Justin Jefferson is their only hope. Kirk Cousins has to get get him the ball, but he's also t- got to try to avoid that fierce pass rush coming after him. Kirk Cousins is not a big time scrambler. He wants the ball out of his hands. He doesn't want to get hit. Doesn't want to have to slide. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is is about as is is by far. I would say the biggest disappointment in the NFC yeah. uh, this season, no question about it. I think Minnesota gets beat, and you know me. As soon as they lose that game, who I'm Texas, Marvin. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Yes. As soon as they lose that game, the Texas will start flooding his phone.
3: Because he'll you know try,
4: what? he'll try to get me first with Green Bay losing to Denver. I'll make oh, sure okay. I get him first. Yeah,
3: that's going to be his move. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah, it makes sense because he 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 doesn't play till Monday night, so he can get you on Sunday. Yeah, that line. Yeah. 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 Yep. But I, that might be something we revisit next week, but you're right. If I had to look at most disappointing teams, I'd go Vikings. Yeah. Saints have been pretty disappointing at yeah. three and four. Um, I would say Patriots. I thought Bill oh. O'Brien would turn Mac Jones around. I would go Patriots. Yeah. I would go Patriots. So I thought, I thought at worst case, they're mediocre. Yeah. Uh, Char- Chargers
4: again. Chargers
3: as usual. Uh, the you know the Bengals it's early three and yes, three because they yeah. usually start slow and then they build so you can't get crazy with that one. Um, Denver with Sean Payton oh big time but De- Denver probably heads the list because they not only have they been bad they've just been beaten down awful awful yeah, yeah. And, and all the um, all the yapping he did coming into this. Oh, let's see who else out there. Um, I Tennessee. I would say I would say a little bit Tennessee although I didn't really believe in them to begin okay. with two okay. and four
4: not great. Yeah, um, Tennessee, I'm, I'm shocked. You don't know what Tennessee team is going to gonna show up on the field. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I think his days are numbered as a starter for that team. Yep. Yep. I think uh, out of frustration, they're, they're going to end up going to uh, Malik Willis or Will Evans. I really do. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And when they do that, that's conceding the season. Mike Vrabel is not just going to quit, you know. Um, he's yeah. going to try to take this thing as far as he can, but I, I don't think – I don't think Tannehill finishes the season as a starter. I don't really think he doesn't. keep
3: rolling him out, man. I just he's not no, good enough. No, he's hey, he's no. you've gotten by with him because Derrick Henry was extraordinary. Yeah, Derrick Henry's still very good, but he's not extraordinary anymore. Absolutely, you know, um, yeah. and that's tough. I would say them. I throw the Falcons in there because I thought I had higher hopes for them than what I've seen so far. I, they've been just, eh.
4: Okay, you know, they're what three and three. Yeah. And they got they got handled by a Washington team on their own carpet this past week. So you're right with the, with that Atlanta team. I'm like, eh, okay, all right. Now they're going to play well in some games. They're going to play like they did against um, Washington in other games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's their mo for the season. And that's why I said uh, somebody's going to win that division by default. Oh, I think. Sure. I think it's a you know. We we we're not talking about Tampa. We kept saying it's a two horse race between Atlanta and, and uh, New Orleans, but Tampa has to be taken into consideration. I don't think Tampa, by any stretch of the imagination, with Baker Mayfield under center, is a juggernaut. But they're they leading the division.
3: Bad. Yeah, yeah, they haven't been bad. I, I, I give and Mayfield's played pretty solid for them. Yeah, he's. Yeah.
4: they're, he's they're leading fine. the division by half game right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. All, all yeah. things considered, they've been fine. I agree. Yeah. They've overachieved been. a little bit as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get a timeout, Gunner. Let's come back. Full-blown NFL segment. We'll update you on injuries. A lot of other things we'll get into, including including the uh, wide receiver uh, power rankings, which we will dive into when we come back. Later in the show, we'll give our predictions on both games, the Eagles and the Phillies, uh, this evening. So we'll do all of that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at Flyntreeservices.com. That's Flyntreeservices.com.
1: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits.
6: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven,
8: four, three. One, two, three. Because
6: Philadelphia Dreams
0: deserve a Philadelphia Bank.
8: Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner.
4: Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now.
3: Soganow helps kids in under resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light
7: and love are needed most.
4: When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now.
3: Rob Ellis there Gunn, hanging out with you on this Friday. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. If you could, hit the like button, friends. Appreciate that. Thank you, Chris D. I agree. Uh, hit that like button. We do appreciate you. Um, all right, so a couple things, Derek. Um, one, uh, before we get to the football, James Harden's still a no-show. Uh, had six practice. <laughs> oop, they have oop. the final preseason game. Tonight and then it, you did you realize they have their first game of the season real game Tuesday yes
4: yes <laughs> it's like everything's creeping up on us man
3: <laughs> it's unbelievable man but he Derek he is out for personal reasons personal reasons yeah, okay personal or, club reasons yeah so he is not uh not uh around right now so anyway uh he he'll be out for the sixers all right back to football so we mentioned this a, a little bit earlier. So it looks like Deshaun Watson is taking first team reps, uh, which would lead you to believe if all if if, barring any kind of setbacks that he'll play on Sunday uh, for Cleveland. So uh, they, uh, they are taking on the Colts. So if he's able to go, he will go. Um, So there's that beyond that, uh, Ed Oliver and Damian Harris, both ruled out for the bills. Mm -hmm. Uh, A couple of, a couple of big losses there. Um, He's ruled out. Uh, Harry, or Oliver is who I, is a stud. He's got a toe injury. He hasn't practiced all week. Uh, running back Damian Harris and tight end Quentin Morris will not play either. Harris, that was scary, Derek. Do you see him get taken off the field? Yeah, dude. That, oh, thank goodness Definitely. he's okay now. Yeah, they're going to be real cautious with him, but they feel like he's on he's on a good path here. Um, and Morris, dude, how, much, how much more can Buffalo go through? After what they went through last season and now this? I thought the same thing. You know, when, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when they, you know, when the, the, the cart comes out and then they're, they get, they brace them in and all that. I'm thinking like, these guys don't need any more of this, man. It was, it's tough. Oh, I goodness. agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's a scary thing about football. I mean, let's face wow. it. It's, yeah, unbelievable. But uh, it, it looked, looking like he's going to be fine, hopefully. Um, so anyway, the, uh, beyond that, the game last night. So the Jaguars win uh 31 24. It was a game that looked like you know, potentially early, they may uh they may have run away with this thing. And then New Orleans made a run late. Um there was a late play that could have been a touchdown to their tight end Foster yeah. Moreau. Yeah. That he didn't make the play on. I think it's definitely a ball. An NFL tight end needs to make a catch. it was not a yeah. perfect throw by any yeah. stretch by yeah. caught. But Nonetheless, he didn't he didn't come up with it, um, and they lose.
4: Well, first of all, the pass by Derek Carr could have been better because that dude was wide open. He had nobody within five yards of him. You know, uh, there was mis- miscommunication, big time, um, and he he slipped through the crack and was wide open. It was a high throw, but. It hit his hands and you got to make that catch. When you consider what this young man has gone through health wise, yeah. You saw him sitting on the sideline with his hands, uh, his helmet in his hands and teammates yeah. trying to console him. Um, that was that was a big blow. The play that got me though, and, and this is Doug Peterson, I'm like, what are you doing? Um the, the, the they had a Jacksonville had a fourth and inches play. Now you have a 6'4 quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Um, all you gotta do is sneak him. Sneak him a half yards, first down. He puts Trevor Lawrence back in the shotgun, hands the ball off, yep. and gets gets law lo- against uh, tackle for a loss. Running back's tackle for a loss. Okay. Right. Why did you play right in the hands and give them a short field momentum right back to him? Now I don't he, I don't understand it. Was even more egregious. New Orleans' passing game is trash. Nice R- did you see how many times he comes walking off the field yelling at receivers because well, he they ran the wrong route?
3: Derek, he yells at guys like he's a Hall of Famer. Like you yeah. can get away with that if yeah. you're, and, and Mahomes doesn't do this, but you could get away with it if you were Patrick Mahomes or yeah. somebody else who's elite. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not that good to be yelling at guys and pointing fingers like he does.
4: No, I mean you talk about animated. What you can you can clearly see his mouth. What are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? You know, and if I'm a receiver, I'm like, man, you ain't Aaron Rodgers. You ain't you ain't Jalen Hurts, man. You know what? Shut up and get back at, get back on the sidelines. You know that's the easiest way to lose a huddle. You yep. start doing that kind of stuff, especially on TV, especially yeah. on national TV.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's 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 a lot of good player. There's too many good players on that team for that to look the way it looks. I yeah. I just I don't right. think they're well coached. You know, I I I was never a big believer in Dennis Allen. Um, you know, and you look at it, receiving wise. Yeah, Chris Olave is really talented. Michael Thomas is back. It should be better than that. And considering you have Alvin Kamara now to throw out of the backfield, yeah. it would be way better than they are. Um, but
4: yeah they, can't, yeah, they can't get Kamara in space. Their running game is stagnant. Their passing game is way off. Yep. You know, it, it, it looks like, and I heard Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels talking about this throughout the broadcast last night, that there is a lot of miscommunications between the quarterback and his pass catchers. And it's surprising that you're six, seven weeks into this thing and you're still playing it like it's the first or second game of the week, you know, of the season, I mean. Um, and they've got to fix this real quick because they are in a division that is wide open. Nine and eight. Hey, hey at this point, eight and nine might take that division. Yeah, I agree with you. you know? I,
3: I will totally. I think nine does. I think nine does. I really yeah. do. I think yeah. it's probably going to end up being Tampa, but nine absolutely wins that division. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It is wide open still. I mean it's not it's not early it's too soon to write them off. let's put it that way, but it doesn't look good. Um, and also one other thing from last night, is it just me? does Al Michael seem totally disinterested now at this point in his career? <laughs> I didn't catch that. What made you say that? Just generally like he, he, he lacks enthusiasm like I still think herb I, I think herb, I'm a big fan of herb Street. I prefer him on college, but I, right, I like right. him in general. Um, I don't know. Even the the, the last touchdown, the uh, the the Christian Kirk touchdown, he missed it. He thought Christian Kirk stepped out of bounds.
4: I know. Oh man, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. But I, I I didn't look at it like that. But now that you mention it, you know. Yeah. Hey, look
3: look at the money this man has made. He's oh, what? God. In his early 80s. He's seven. I think he's like 78 or seven. 78. Like
4: everything he makes now is gravy, man. He's just sitting up in the booth. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Seventy-eight years old, still making seven figures.
3: Must be nice. Must be nice. Uh, Saquon Barkley does not want to be traded. Now this comes up because the Giants are having a bad year, uh, because the trade deadline's close, but he doesn't want to go. I mean, he's he's on that one-year deal, uh, you know, where he got, I guess, a little bit more money than what he would have gotten on the tag. It was a little contentious, but it seems like everything's kind of settled down. Um, but he doesn't want to be done. I, I don't know what the future is there, Derek. Like, are they going to be willing suddenly in this offseason to pay him a ton of money? I don't
4: know. Well, I would say they, they better realize that he is a big focal point of that offense um, after this season and build around that. But then again, they totally neglected the offensive line. And look at their off- offensive line now. So who knows? You know, yeah. they made a lot of wholesale changes in that front office. And we thought they were moving in the right direction, but this has been a disaster uh, yeah. for them in terms of um, retooling the receiving department, the offensive line, uh, even defensive help. Now, you can't get everything you want in one fell swoop, but still, they didn't identify enough of what they needed and attack that because it has not panned out for them at all. So, yeah,
3: it, if the Giants are smart, number one, I don't know how far you're, you're going, period, with Daniel Jones, but you better reinforce that offensive line and you better get some better receivers. You know, oh. you just don't have enough. The problem is like they were counting on Darren Waller and you know, Darren Waller's good, but Darren Waller's hurt a lot. Yep. You, you need receivers. Um, so yeah, I would, I would not pay Saquon Barkley if I'm that, you know, well, I
4: mean, they're going to have to make a decision because now that Jonathan Taylor got that big check, when everybody thought that they no running backs, were weren't going to get paid. Now the likes of Austin Eckler, um, Saquon Barkley, they're going to look at this thing a whole lot differently. And I'm sure other teams are out there. Doggone it. We exactly. just got everybody to believe that running backs are obsolete. And that knucklehead Ursay pays yep. Jonathan Taylor $42 million. So now they're going to have to come out of pocket and pay running backs what they didn't want to pay them.
3: Exactly. Yep, exactly right. Uh As I mentioned, Jameer Gibbs is going to play. Uh, looks like Pat Friermuth will not be playing for the Steelers. He, mm. he re-aggravated. Uh, his hamstring in practice Thursday. They're worried this could be a longer-term thing. He's a good tight end. He's, he's a little underrated, uh, I think, generally, but he's a good tight end.
4: Big, physical, sure-handed, uh, good blocker as well. Uh, can get separation from linebackers right there. He's a big loss. Um, and for a Steelers offense that's struggling enough as it is just to put points on the board, that, that, that hurts big time for this team going into this game this weekend.
3: Yeah, in Pittsburgh, man, they need every everybody they can they can get. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's that is uh it's not gonna be an easy one because the Rams are gonna score some points. I mean that much of a value. Uh that's for sure. Hey, uh, just
4: just just so you know, I got a text and I was asked to uh hold off on, on what I know until one thirty because locker room opened late today. All right. So I will give you the update, the official update at one thirty in terms of who's out for this Eagles game.
3: Okay, all right, and, all right. And, and nobody's got their finger on the pulse better than Gunner. So, yeah, we'll, we'll update you that in about 20 minutes. We'll give you all that information. Uh, all right, so uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, Derek. The, the Derwin James um, is, is a very good player, but he plays a very old-school style of football, and the problem with that is he will lead with his head. He is very physical, sometimes going over the line, stuff that may have been tolerated back in the day. He does not get tolerated anymore. And he has become a target for the officials, and it's a problem for the Chargers. He, he even even Staley was like, "Look, we love him, but he he's gotta he's got to realize that he, he can't do these things." And it's it's a bit of an issue. If um,
4: if I was putting together a defense, Derwin James is definitely one of the guys I'd want on the back end of that defense. Hard hitter, short tackler, covers a lot of ground. But the fact that he keeps making the same mistakes, and he 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 punishes people when he hits. Yeah, but. You've got to be smarter than that. Um, you've been around the game long enough. You're going to cost your team big situations because of your mental lapses, and he has in the past. Um, and if he doesn't change his game, he's more of a liability than an asset. Yeah. And I look at some of the players the Chargers have traded through the years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if if, if Staley survives, and, and you know what, the way the Chargers are going. I don't think Staley survives this year. Oh. No. But but I but I think
3: Chargers will put Derwin James on a trading block. I really do. I wonder, man. I, I don't know. I mean, there if, if I'm looking at potential Belichick landing spots, yeah. You could do worse. You could do worse than the Chargers. Uh if, uh, if I'm a coach looking for a job, I go there in a minute. Yeah, I'm just thinking like that There's going to be an opening there. I think if the Raiders don't make the playoffs, there's going to be an opening there. I think Tennessee's going to have an opening. Um, I'm just trying to think of what other teams may have openings here.
4: Maybe Carolina. It, really? It, that it, quick?
3: It, well, I'm, I'm, I'm
4: sorry, not Carolina. I meant uh, Tampa. Maybe oh, Tampa. Tampa. Both Maybe down Tampa. In Tampa. Yeah. Maybe. Chicago, uh, definitely. I think Everfield is out of there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. When you think about what's happened – His coach uh, left abruptly. Uh, The team sucks. They spent a lot of money in the offseason trying to fix things. They got him – DJ Moore got him a wide receiver. Um, Justin Fields in year number two thought would be a lot better. Hasn't been the case. Um, I do believe that Everflus will be in the uh, unemployment line (laughs) after the season. He might be in the unemployment line before the season's
3: over, to be honest. This feels like this may not – yeah, he may not make the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. So that, that there are a couple. New Orleans could be a spot, too.
4: New Orleans, you know. definitely. Dennis Allen has not. Dennis Allen has the talent. Now, now quarterback was a big issue for them last year yep. with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. Um, not much
3: better this year. No,
4: I thought Derek Carr would be the missing link to make this team at least a 10-11 win team. I don't. They're going to struggle to get to eight at this point.
3: Yeah. To be honest yeah, with you. It does feel like that. It does. Uh, Panthers are looking to deal Terrace uh, Marshall. 16 catches, 114 yards, five games, two starts, Derek. He's done very little there. I mean, they're they're in – you would figure, other than the guys who they really believe in as their core players, they're going to be in sale mode. They should be. They should move as many parts as they can move. Hey, you can get uh, draft capital in in today's game. Get as much as you
4: can. you got a team that's going nowhere. Uh, You probably have overpaid players who aren't going to get you anything. Get you nowhere near the productivity you expect from them. Why not sell them? If you sell them to a team, if they're lucky, you sell them to a team that has playoff aspirations. If not, take what you get. You can get in terms of draft picks and and try to rebuild this thing
3: all over again. I agree. I, I agree with you. All right, uh, a couple other odds and ends, and then we will get to our uh, wide receiver power Ooh. rankings. Uh, Vita Vey is back at practice, so it looks like he'll be able to go uh, for the uh, for the Bucks. So he will uh, he will return the did you see the the XFL and the USFL have combined uh you know they are combining in general but the the brand will now be called the U or the UFL is what they're going to call it now the UFL
4: starting when
3: uh i believe this year yeah already yes
4: and our buddy uh of uh, Brian uh Westbrook is a part of that you know he was a part of the uh XFL um like in their marketing or commu- no communications department so I'm curious to see what he thinks about that. Yeah. You got to see we uh, get him on to talk about that.
3: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, every, always, every,
4: every time yeah. I try to get him, he's in meetings. He's in meetings. He's in meetings. So
3: you got to try to get him guy. on. Yeah. He was, at, uh, he was at one of the Phillies games, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monday or Tuesday he was there. Yeah. Yep. So good for him. All right. So let's uh, let's take a look at our QB power or our, our, w, our WR, meaning wide receiver power rankings. Today. Uh-huh. All right.
4: There's uh, no way. There's no way. I keep saying this. There's no way we're going to be as close as we were with the quarterbacks. There's no way.
3: All right. We'll see. We're usually pretty close here. All right. Why don't uh, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I, I'm I'm good either well, way. Whatever. You you,
4: you went first yesterday. I'll I'll take I'll yes, take sir. it upon me to go first. Let's so at number five, I have Stephon Diggs. Okay. Uh, Diggs with 49 catches. He's got 158 yards after the catch. Five touchdowns. Six catches of 20 or more yards. Stefan Diggs is a go-to guy. Um, obviously, he's a guy that you have to coddle because of all the stuff we've heard about him. But yep. between the stripes, um, I think he's, he's a phenomenal talent. Yep. yep. Um, my number four is uh, 7'11", Jamar Chase. Uh, and, and, you know, he jokingly says he's always open. Receivers say that all the time. That man is always open. <laughs> he's always yes. open. Yes, he is. Now, the yep. fact that he has 50 receptions but only 556 yards And he's only averaging 11.1 yards a catch and has only three touchdowns. I'm I'm a bit surprised by that. And for the big play receiver that he is, he only has four catches of 20 or more yards. Right. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a little shocked by that. But his yak, like I said, 556, but his yak is 281. So he he gets a lot of yards after the catch. Number three, uh, he's having an off year right now. He ranks number six in overall receiving yards is Justin Jefferson. Um, I think he is a talent upon talent. He he only has thirty six catches right now through six. Yeah, he's banged up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yep. But he's averaging sixteen yards a catch, so I he's know. still that money player. Number two is AJ Brown. Yep, AJ Brown forty two catches. This dude has twelve catches of twenty or more yards, and two hundred thirty four yards of yak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and he's averaging sixteen yards, but he only has two touchdown catches. Yep. Come on, Jalen. You got to give him the ball in the end zone more, man. Yep. Number one, do I need to say Do I need to say number one? Tyreek Roadrunner Hill.
3: We're going to see yeah. him up close and personal. Yeah.
4: That man has 814 yards, averaging almost 20 yards of catch. He has 326 yards after the catch, and Rob, 13 catches of 20 or more yards. Jeez. That's as wow. complete as you're going to get
3: with, with a receiver. Yeah, he, he's become that guy, man. You know, it's funny. Be, 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 you know, Kansas City lets him walk, or they traded him, right? Was it? A tra- I think it was a trade. Whatever, whatever it ended up being. But you know, they win the Super Bowl last year, so we don't yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. If that's any other organization, and he leaves there mm-hmm. and he goes and does what he's you know doing a- a- in Miami, we'd be killing them. Oh my goodness! Think about oh that, goodness. right? We don't oh ever goodness. even say anything about the Chiefs
10: and-, and how
3: pedestrian their receivers are because Mahomes is that great. And not only that,
4: they keep winning. Yeah. They they won a Super Bowl without him. They put up 38 points in a Super Bowl without him. Okay. That's damn impressive. That's impressive. Okay. It is. It really <laughs> you know. is. So that tells um, me that you put that quarterback with anybody.
3: He can make any make basically any receiver a Pro Bowl type receiver. Good point. Good point. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll do mine. Now let me right. let me put a, a uh a qualifier on this thing. I did not put Justin Jefferson on it simply because he's hurt. Okay. All right, so just just so before everybody goes bananas on me, that, that's why I had to take him out of the mix because he's out for a significant period of time here with this hamstring. Normally, he's fighting, vying for one or two on any list that I do with receivers. Just so everybody knows. All right. Now, if I'm base. I'm basing this a little bit off of what I've seen this year, Derek. This is not career accomplishments. No, based off of This year, I did I, it. I did it all this year. Yeah, same. All right. So yeah, I put I yeah. put Puka Natua, Nakua on it because okay. of what he's done this year. So I have yeah. him at five, okay? Uh, if you look at this, the start that he's off to, I mean, he's going to be in like the 1,500-yard range.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he's
3: he's having one heck of a year. I think his production is going to go down now The Cooper Cup's back. But still, I mean, the, yeah. the guy's off to a great start. Uh, Jamar Chase, I'm with you, 100%. Uh, I don't care that it was a bit of a slow start with him and Burrow. They're figuring it out. It's starting. You're seeing it now. Those two are too good to be held down that is long, you know, for any long period of time. And the guy's awesome. I just think he's and and they have such a great connection. He and Burrell. Um Stefan Diggs, I have it three. Okay. I have him there at three. Um, I just, I think he also is a bit aware of the reputation. Now he's doing more, at least when the television cameras are on, on the sideline, you know, to kind of talk to, uh, to Josh Allen. I've noticed that and encourage yeah. him and be more yeah. of a good teammate, but yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I have him at three. A.J. Brown's absolutely number two. I mean, he's had – the thing with A.J. Brown is, even though he's not a burner, he has great yards after the catch because he's so good at breaking tackles. Yep. That's where the strength comes in, you know, with him. Um, and, you know, I don't see that going anywhere because he has such good chemistry with this quarterback. Yep. Um, so he's just going to continue down this road. And then Tyreek Hill is, is the runaway favorite. I mean, oh. All right, if you're, if you're ranking – Right now, MVP for me, it's Tyreek Kill number one. I, I, I would, I think McCaffrey's in the discussion, but I think it's Tyreek Kill. Who, who would be your MVP right now? You wouldn't say Tua? No, 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 Tyreek. Oh, oh t- saying, would I say Tua? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Uh, actually, let me let me re- let me revise that. I would probably go. I would still go Tyreek Kill Tua, and then and then McCaffrey. How would you go?
4: I would go uh, right now. I would go Tua. Tyreek McCaffrey.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah. I would okay. go to the numbers Tua's putting up is unbelievable. Even though he hasn't played a lockdown defense, except Buffalo he played a good defense against the overall numbers he's putting up. I mean, the man's completing over 70% of his passes, throwing the ball as much as he is. Um, he, he's not making mistakes with the football no. and he has been lights out so far this season has only been sacked six times. Um, I would say Tua, to me is number one Tyreek's a close number two,
3: 800 yards in six games is six he's averaging a buck 35 a game week 15 he is he's on pace to go over 2000 by week 15 jeez jeez he Nuts. said it
4: before the season that's what I want 2000 if he stays healthy
3: why wouldn't he get it yep i agree with you uh, yeah but i mean just to, let's let's look at two's numbers here so Derek, he's completing 71% yep it's a massive number over 1800 yards yep 14.5 touchdown interception ratio, yep, six sacks, one fourteen point four passer rating, and a seventy-four point seven QB rating, which is phenomenal. There, there is no weakness there, uh, in that game. He's just been right, awesome.
4: Right now, he's my front runner. I mean, yep. when you when you when you enhance the numbers like that, if he can stay on that pace. Um, and, and continue to be productive, make the big throws, don't make mistakes. I think I think he's the odds-on awesome favorite now. T- now, obviously, he's getting the ball to Tyreek, and Tyreek. If Tyreek goes over two thousand yards, people are going to say, "How do you overlook the fact that he's he's the MVP of the league?" You know, a two thousand yard receiver in a season is a rarity. That's not a norm. You know, a norm is like 1,700 1, for a leading. And that's
3: a, that's a huge year if you're getting that. That's a huge year
4: you know if you get that he has to be considered the fact that you have two miami players at the top of that list is phenomenal enough um christian mccaffrey is that army knife that swiss army knife he can do everything you ask of him so that's why i think and plus now he's banged up with that oblique injury um i think his numbers are going to suffer a little bit because of yep. that you're yep. saying that he might be able to play the next game but i got to see it to believe it because he went back in in that cleveland game and, and had one carry for 6 yards
3: i'd sit was, him this week
4: I would too. I'd yep. sit I'd say, I think you have enough. If D, that's if Debo is back from that
3: shoulder injury,
4: I would definitely sit McCaffrey.
3: Yes, 100% I would. I would too. Um, all right, also, well, let me put it this way. Would we both agree that McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, certainly not Josh McDaniels, but McDaniel is the leader in the clubhouse for Coach of the Year. Would you agree with that?
4: He's got, he's got to be, dude. He's got to be. Uh, who's, number, two, who's
3: number two? Ooh, number two? Dan Campbell. Uh, I think Dan Campbell.
4: Whew. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I, I would say, Ryan yeah. Won, you know, great to, start. Yeah, considering how bad Detroit has been for so long, they started to turn the corner late last year, and it, they've, they've kept the ball rolling this year. Um, Yeah, Dan, you're right. Mike McDaniel, Dan Campbell. I would have to say they're one and two. Would you consider Andy Reed again if they win 13, 14 games? Yeah. Now Andy Reid how many Andy Reed didn't even win it last year? Look what he no, did with that team.
3: I think he'd have to be considered. I, I you know, I I know we expect it because Kyle Shanahan's got a lot of talent, but you know, they're five and one. Um yeah. You know, I, I know we we geez, we are not even thinking about Sirianni. Because I think we'd all agree they haven't quite hit their hit their stride yet all the way. Right, right. But if the Eagles get through the, the really brutal stretch of this thing and they still end up being like a 13 and four team, yeah. he's got to be yeah. in every consideration
4: you got too. To. Yeah. You've got to, man. Especially with the injuries they're going through. Yep. You've got I mean, you you navigate this and come out with 13 wins on the other side. You yeah. have to be uh, very heavily in the conversation for coach of the year.
3: Yeah. J- J.M.'s make some good points, too. Um, D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen. Very good points. Awesome jobs. You know, both of them. Very good and points. And
4: definitely. let's face it, when it comes to this coach of the year, it's usually given to a guy who turns a team around. Now, if, yeah. D'Amico, if D'Amico somehow – I don't think it's going to happen. If he somehow, someway found a way to win that AFC South, mm-hmm. how, do you not, how do you not consider
3: him for coach of the year? I agree with you. I mean, and if there's a doable division, it's that one. Although oh, well, Jacksonville, you know what? I take that back. Jacksonville's gotten hot. They're going to be tough to catch now. I mean, they've won four straight. They're five and two now. Well, D'Amico's only one game behind them, and he still has to yeah. play them head to head. You know? Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, I, I would say if his team does well uh, uh, against Jacksonville, uh, um, you got to you got to consider D'Amico. I think so too. So.
3: Yep. But, I think but so, those so. are good
4: choices. Shane Steichen and D'Amico are really good choices.
3: Yeah. I mean, if they, is there a rookie? Coach of the year award there is, they're Mm -hmm. both, you know, big time in contention for it. Yeah, you know, for sure. Mm. Um, all right, let's dig into our last break, D gun. Uh, and then we'll come back. We got a bunch of things in store for you. I'll give you a retirement update on a former Sixer. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh the Michigan investigation, which is taking some weird turns. We'll do our birthdays movies, and then the three of us, you, me, and tone, we'll give our predictions for the Phillies tonight and the Eagles on Sunday. And When we come back, Derek, you're going to update us on the injury situation for the bird from what you're hearing. So we'll do that as well. So you don't want to go anywhere because as soon as we get back, Derek's going to update us on that. So that's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back.
0: I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street, and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
6: And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs.
7: Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groschner is where you need to come.
6: You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675.
9: The
3: Les Eagles. A segment of the show. Appreciate you hanging out on this Friday. That's their God. I'm Rob Ellis. Uh, all right, so, Goddard, what are you hearing here? What, we have an update uh, injury-wise for the Eagles going into Sunday night's game.
4: <clears throat> yeah, it, it is official. Um, Reed Blankenship out Bradley Roby out for this game. Good news, Jalen Carter should be ready to go. Sidney Brown is leaning towards being ready to go um, as a right and now. And Lane, okay. Lane, of course, is and good. Lane will definitely play.
3: Okay. Uh, but Reed Blankenship and Bradley Roby are out. Okay. that You know what, man? You think about that. Let's let, first let – Let's so a big kinda, loss. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about two – Roby, even though he was only here, you know, a, a very short period of time, came in and actually really kind of settled things down in that slot. Uh, when he was in there two games ago and, and now, you know, having him out, they, they, they can't afford to have less bodies here on the back end, man, yeah. and, and read yeah. out with the ribs again. He, he was the only really yeah. sort of, you know, solidifier at that safety spot. So, man, this is tough. Yeah, um, this is the wrong team.
4: Uh, you know, you could get by with those kind of injuries against the Jets, although they lost that game to the Jets. Right. But this is a significant upgrade in defending um, an explosive offense. And, yes, we you seriously have to take – yes, uh, pretty Mimi, uh, Roby's out Roby also.
3: Too. Yeah, Roby Roby's too.
4: out and Blankenship, from what I've told. Uh, I was told that this morning. They asked me to hold it until 1.30 today uh, when the locker room closes. And so – both guys are out for this game,
3: all right, so we're looking at likely a safety uh, uh position of uh Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown. I would guess right gunner I mean <sighs> most likely I don't know
4: what I, I don't know what their plan is because you know um Sydney's coming off that hamstring. The last thing you want is to have a guy coming off a hamstring and he's got to chase these guys that, yeah that, that that's that's not good, but you know how many games does Sydney miss two, three?
3: Three, I think. So
4: he's had extended time to get this hamstring right. A lot of guys come back, never have the hamstring bother them again. But Rob, those hamstrings are a nagging type injury. You just never know. But like I said, uh, I confirm the um, you know that both uh, Blankenship and Roby will not be playing uh, in this game on Sunday against Miami.
3: You know, and Derek, the other issue is Justin Evans is on the IR. You just yep. don't have that many safeties. Nope. You know, nope. I mean. And you could always slide guys up from corner, you know, to do it. And they brought back Josiah Scott; he's back in the mix. But yeah, this is uh, this would be bad in any circumstance, especially against this team. Uh, it, the way they can get after
4: it, it is imperative somehow, some way they get consistent pressure on Tua. And I don't know if they can get consistent pressure on Tua. To be honest with you, Miami's offensive line is not that bad. To be honest with you. You know, um, when you have a running attack like they have, that is no joke, you know. So you want to bring the heat on, you want to bring the heat on, on Tua, watch out for Moser, because once he gets to the outside and he lowers that shoulder, he's delivering more punishment than he's taking. He's not, he's, he's a good sized back who can flat out go, if he gets an yep. open space, You'll be looking at the back of his jersey, but he can flat out go in open space.
3: I mean, they're they're second, they're they're first in the league in rushing. So, uh, you know, they can run. Make no mistake, they can run. Uh, yeah, for people asking for CJ GJ, he's out for the year. Yeah, he's um, gone for the year. Yep. Yeah, and, and if he was healthy, Detroit wouldn't trade him because Detroit is five and one. Also, for you know, for whatever that's Thanks. worth. Absolutely. Um, do you think we'll see Julio Jones dress? Do you think we'll see him play um, be part of this thing? Nick said today we got to be careful at, to protect him, meaning like if you know this is the first football he's played in a long time. We you know you want to be careful bringing him back because you're tempted because he's such a skilled player. But what do you think?
4: I think they will have a limited package for him. Obviously, he doesn't know the whole offense, but I do believe they have certain plays they feel that he can succeed. When they start looking at Miami's defense, they're looking at how how do we match up. How do how, how do we match up? Okay. Um and, and Julio's a big body. Even at 34 years of age, he's a big body. Yeah. He's crafty. Uh, he knows how to get in space. He's sure handed. Um, so I do think I do think that that um they do utilize him in some way.
3: Yes. I do too. I think we're gonna see him be active. Now, what does that mean? What does it look like exactly? I don't know, but I would try and get him involved in the red zone. I can tell you that much. That's that's the way I would utilize him. Um but I agree. I think Wheels said it earlier. You are going to have to run the ball here. You are going to have to run the ball well because that just helps you on so many levels. It helps Jalen out. It keeps the other team off the field, and that that's the thing that is so critical here, uh, just to sort of play that keep-away kind of football because it's not like the Eagles aren't good at it. If they, if they really dig in and concentrate on it, they do it very well. And especially yeah, they do. back. Yep. I mean, I, I feel good about them being able to run the ball.
4: You have two very good running teams in this game coming up. I feel better about the Eagles' running game against Miami's Dolphins than I do Miami's running game against the Eagles' Dolphins. Uh, uh, Defense, I'm sorry. Um, I do. I think the Eagles are stouter against the run. They floated the ball very well. N'Kobe Dean's back in the mix. I need to see N'Kobe Dean elevate his play. I thought he played okay this past Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought he was out of position too many times as well. Um, and, and gave up yards, especially on inside runs uh, that, that that shouldn't have been given up. Uh, I think he's going to have. I want to see him step his game up big time in, in this game. He's going to have to get down. He's going to have to get down the line to get to Moser because if Moser gets past that front line, it, it's going to be a long, punishing day for that for the DBs back there. And yeah. you got you got more inexperience in the back end as well, so right. that's going to hurt as well.
3: That's a good point. I mean, I, I'm glad at least that uh, N'Kobe Dean was able to get back last week just to knock some rust off, and hopefully that helps him this week, you know, have, being back for, for the second straight week. So yeah. we'll see um, what happens there. So I, I we touched on it briefly yesterday, Derek, this Michigan, University of Michigan story yeah. where they're being investigated now for for sort of spying, if you will. So listen to this. So the thought is they have a low-level staffer with a military background who has emerged as the chief guy in this investigation in the sign stealing. The guy's name is Connor Stallions. He's a football analyst with the Wolverines. He's a retired captain from the Marines. Uh, He's the person of interest here. So apparently um, he's a guy who has gone to other teams, games like upcoming opponents, for example, um, and is, has, basically come away with this elaborate scouting system to steal signals from future opponents. And it started back in 2021. Okay. Um, and again, according to a bunch of stories, like other coaches have picked up on this thing and they've actually confronted this guy on the field either before or after games and basically said to him, what you're, what you're doing is bleeped up their words, uh, by doing that. Um, and now, finally, I think somebody dropped the dime, and the and the NCA is all over it. I, like I, I, you and I, I think had the same reaction. I'm like, if, if I'm being frank, I thought this stuff happened all the time.
4: According to RG three in a statement he made on on Twitter slash X yesterday, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. He said, "You know what? Um, teams sending uh, representatives to other teams' games is the norm. It's called scouting." <laughs> now what you what you said adds a whole different twist to this is some Bill Belichick stuff right here, right, now, right? Oh yeah,
3: yeah, getting the military guy involved, what? yeah, what? yeah. That's next and, level,
4: and, yeah. and it's attached to somebody like Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, uh, hey, you know, and, and Harbaugh came out yesterday. I'm shocked. I don't know anything about this. Man, stop lying. You just got caught with your hand in the cookie jar, bro. You about to pay another price. Yeah. Now I wonder if could they take wins
3: from Michigan for this. Which well, would kill the chances of being in a national championship playoff? I thought the same thing. The, what I wonder is, are they going to be able to, to, I don't know, legislate this thing soon enough that it'll still be this season? Like, I, it feels like it'll be something that happens in the offseason, and then Michigan's going to lose some scholarships out of it. Like, I don't know. Right, right. I don't know how big it's going to end up being. The problem Harbaugh has is because he's already already on their radar. You know, he, he served a three-game suspension to start the season. Like, at some point – is the tolerance just not there for him, and they're going to come down on him maybe harder than they would other guys? I do wonder about that. Mm. You know, just that he's already out there, you know, anyway. Here, Here's the way I see it.
4: If this guy has been approached by opposing coaches and said basically what you're doing is bleep, and he's still doing it, that takes balls to keep doing that, man. You know what I'm saying? It ain't cheating yeah. until you get caught, right? Yep, yep. All right, so now, and if he's associated with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, who's already under the radar, this is a bad look for Michigan because they're beating their chest about where they are right now in the rankings, their season, playing for a national championship. Yeah. They, they, you know, there are alumni, uh, front office people, uh, chancellors, uh, presidents, associate presidents that can't be happy about this um, yeah. because Miss, Michigan is a very prestigious university. Tough, it takes tough a lot of pride. Into. Yeah, yeah, not only, sure. not only sports but academics as well. And this is sending the wrong message uh if this is the case, man. I, I I think it's funny that it's, that it's if you're thinking about a lesser team maybe but you know something like this being associated with Jim Harbaugh, I think it's funny to be honest. I mean,
3: with. yeah, like it to me it I am no Jim Harbaugh fan. I I have a great deal of respect for his brother. I'm not a Jim fan, but this right. feels like nothing. It just it, I don't know. I guess if it's a rule, it's a rule. But well, like I got to tell you, man, I thought every team that was part of scouting, picking up on tendencies and stuff.
4: Yeah, but yeah, but Rob, you threw in that the guys stealing signals, which means you know when we watch in both pro games and college games, you see a lot of coaches, and not just head coaches. You see a lot of coaches on the sidelines throwing up hand signals and stuff. You know, to yeah. to to to, to, uh, to players calling. You know whether it's the, to the quarterback in the offense. Look at how many offenses nowadays. Before they they get down in their stance, they they all stand up and look towards the sideline to see what yep. the play is. Yep, that's cheating. Now that that takes it beyond scouting. That's cheating. That's the the, the, the decisively giving your team an advantage they should not
3: have. I hear you. You're right. You and, and look, do do I think it's a coincidence? This guy's got a military background and all the other stuff. Probably not. You know what I mean? This isn't some schlub they just picked up off the street. It seems yeah. like this guy's got a maybe a little bit of a background in this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Right, right. We'll see. Uh, it should be interesting, though, where that goes. Andre Igadala, Derek, hangs it up, 19 seasons in the NBA. He was a, a first-round pick of the Sixers uh, way back in the day uh, in 2004. And he ended up, uh, I think he won four championships. This guy's had, he's got quite a resume, uh, Andre Iguodala.
4: You know it's funny. Um, I thought he was out of the league before, when when I, when when Golden State got to the playoffs this past season, yeah. I was sitting there going, "Wait a minute, Iguodala's still on the bench." I know. You know, he was basically there just to collect a check. And in so many words, he said that. He said, yeah. "I want to." You know, he basically said before last season, "I want to go out." You know, at some point during the season, I just want to go out uh, with one more chance at possibly you know winning a title. Mm. Um, but you, you know, you hear the statement, you are thinking. Wait a minute. He's still here? Yeah. You know. So good for him. 19 seasons in the NBA. That's a long run. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it is.
3: Um do you remember the little blo- remember when Jamal Adams came back? They were playing the Jets on a Monday night. Oh yeah. And then the very first series he took yep. a knee to the head, okay, yep. and he had he got he had Went a after the up. trainer, yep. Yeah. He got a $50,000 fine for that. Whoa. Yeah. Even yeah. after apologizing, he still got yeah. fined. I mean, I think the the NFL is trying to be – I, I kind of get it. I mean, they, they purposely have independent neurologists because they don't want team doctors to just do what the team wants. right? And right, they right. want these guys to be respected and listened to. And I, it's a bad look, you know, frankly. It's, it's, it's a bad look because it was caught on camera. Um, I, I can't say I'm shocked. I, I will give Jamal Adams credit. He was basically like, look, I had just gotten back. I am sorry to the guy. I, I was emotional. I, I, I do feel for him a little bit. I'm not surprised they came down hard on him at the same time.
4: Hey, that's yeah. John Runyon's department. You know, yeah, it is. John Runyon, who was one of the biggest offenders in the game, is man, he's laying a lumber on these penalties, man. Yeah. I like yep. I gotta read about I gotta like to know where all this, this fine money goes. I know the NFL gives it to charities. Yeah. I like to know where some of this fine money goes to, though. I like I to would see too. a breakdown, a breakdown of exactly how the fine money is distributed. It needs to
3: go into the D Gun fund. You know what I mean?
4: Help D Gun move to the San Diego Foundation, and nobody is willing to donate. I'm really upset by this. Really hurt. I thought I had a lot of friends out there. A lot of, you know, a lot of close friends, and nobody will donate it. Um, they keep telling me, D Gun, you ain't going nowhere. And yeah. I'm like, well, well can a man live his dream? Am I not yeah. allowed to have dreams and hopes and desires like everybody else? I agree with that. And 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 if you people are really good friends, you too, Rob Ellis, if you're really good friends, you would help donate to to, to fulfill D Gun's wish. But
3: no, you know no the you know the old saying, half of nothing is nothing. Wow. I'll give you half. I'll give you half of what I wow. got. All right, that's, that's the Gee. old that's the old Thanks, saying. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, sorry. Um, all right, so I guess A Track is out at the Phillies game out in yeah. Arizona, and he says the tickets out here are way cheaper. Then back home in Philly, easily a hundred bucks cheaper per ticket. Hopefully, it's a lot of Phillies uh, fans at the at the game. So he's uh, he's uh, he's checked the prices. We talked about it yesterday. You could get a ticket for what seven bucks? No, it was ten bucks and seven.
4: We, we mentioned ten and seventeen bucks.
3: Yeah, and you crazy cheap, even behind the dugout seats, which are the which are phenomenal seats yeah, yeah. In, in any in any ballpark. So now,
4: now here's the thing: we were yeah. joking about how. We expected that stadium to be half empty. We expected a, a very strong Philly contingent. I understand it's a Thursday. yeah. Um, you know, there were a lot of Arizo- people in Arizona, a gear in that stand. Yeah. That place was packed, and yeah. it was loud. And when Arizona did something, there was a definitive Arizona flavor to that game last night.
3: I did not feel – yeah, like it didn't feel to me like a f- typical Philadelphia takeover. It no,
4: didn't. no. And we kept yeah. talking about you. You brought up which I thought was hilarious: people not going into games here in Philly, buying up tickets so Arizona fans couldn't sit in the seats. A <laughs> couldn't fill. That didn't seem like the case to me, man. That place was jam packed last night. I agree night. with you, and I expect it to be packed again tonight. Uh, yep, I expect to see more Phillies fans going out tonight because it's a Friday. Some people taking off work early to get out there and see the game, with the game yep. obviously being later. What's the game time tonight? Eight oh seven. Eight oh seven. Yep, I, I hate that. Uh, but tonight, it is what it tonight
3: is. tomorrow, or both, eight oh seven. Yeah, yeah. So, but I
4: expect to see and hear more Phillies fans. But I was impressed with the Arizona people in Arizona gear yesterday.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Hey, did you see this? You know the Phillies song uh, "Dancing on My Own" by Callum Scott. Yeah, that's yeah. their big their big theme song the last two years. So uh, he has now gone over one billion one billion streams. What? Yes, on this song and he sent out a, he tweeted out um, so 1 billion streams of my version of dancing on my own on spotify uh, a thank you just doesn't seem grateful enough but trust me i am huge fa- uh, thank you has to go out to the phillies also for making the song their anthem the last 2 years and running it's an honor boys and i'm incredibly grateful to the club and most importantly the fans that's a lot of streams man a let billion's tell- a lot of streams
4: let, let me tell you something thank you phillies but you ain't getting a bit of that money i'm making off this <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. Hey, you guys got enough money. You guys make enough money. Thank you for helping put more money in my pocket. Yes. With over a billion anything, any yeah. a billion looks, streams, that's a lot, man. That's what we do wow. per day on
3: the show. I mean, it's crazy, you know. But what? anyway. A bill- yeah, you're right. Good point. A billion. A billion. point. A billion. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to do some, uh, let's do some birthdays, let's do some movies, and then we'll close it out with our predictions for, for tonight's Phillies and then Sunday's at Eagles. Okay. Uh, Snoop Dogg. DO Double G is 52 yeah. today. Believe that?
4: Yeah, Snoop man. He's been a long time. Still, a, still a hot commodity at 52.
3: He is a brilliant marketer of himself. Yes, he is. The amount of commercials he's in, yes, TV shows, the, the guy, he, he has stayed relevant, man, for 30 years. It's amazing.
4: Especially the the Corona commercials on the beach oh, with Eli Matty. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
3: um John Krasinski of the office and a bunch of yep. he's very good in Jack Ryan the Jack Ryan series too if you haven't had a chance to see it but yep. uh 44 years old uh for John Krasinski Tom Petty the great singer uh was born on this day in 1950 died a few years back uh he would have been 73 today uh vice president of the United States Kamala Harris yep. 49 today Gun, she is 49 years old You're 59 Oh, 50, I'm sorry, yeah. Well, I was trying to give her 10. That's what you do as a gentleman. As a gentleman. Yeah, 59 today. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, yes. uh, the actor, good act. very intense uh, dude. Excellent in uh, Lord arrive. of the Rings. Phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah. I like him anything he's in. He's good, yes. 65. Yes. Uh, The great Mickey Mantle uh, was born on this day in 1931, one of the all-time best baseball players ever for Mickey Mantle. Uh, Billy Zabka, who, who was uh, – of course, Karate Kid. He was the nemesis, right? Yeah. Yep. Johnny, right? He's uh, 58 today. Uh, Bella Lugosi, the old actor, the old spooky actor, was born on this day in 1882. The original Dracula. Yeah. Every, every horror flick from back in the day, it felt like it was him. Black you know? and white, yep. Yeah, it was all him. Uh, the great Jerry Urbach of, uh, of Law & Order fame. He was also in Dirty Dancing. He was really good in Law & Order. He was Lenny Briscoe in law and order, uh, was born on this day in 1935. William Christopher Derek played father Mulcahy on mash. Yes. Born on this day. Great in role. 1932. he was great. Yeah. yeah, he was great in that Paige Buckers, uh, is, uh, is 22. The, the Yukon player who's coming off some, some major injuries, um, to come back this year, but she's 22 years old. Uh, Keith Hernandez, Keith yep. Hernandez of the, uh, now New York Met analyst, uh, of course, was the co-MVP in 1979 with uh, with Willie Stargell uh, when he was still a St. Louis Cardinal. Great hitter. Great fielder. Mm. Too. Really good baseball player. Uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers, born on this day, 1927. Eddie Jones. All right, fun fact here, Derek Gunn. Eddie Jones, former NBA player. Yeah. I went to school with Eddie Jones. Wow. Eddie, that's, that's right. He was. went to Temple. That's right. We were, in, we were in class together. Like, no no lie. Were you boys? Not boys, no, not okay. not enemies. He didn't. He didn't know who okay. I was. Okay.
4: Know?
3: Yes, I knew who he was. Uh, Juan Gonzalez, uh, former major league player, is fifty four today. Uh, excellent boxer back in his day. Aaron Pryor. Aaron Absolutely. Pryor was born on this day, nineteen fifty five. Always a big fan of his man. Um, all right, that's all I have for for birthdays. What else do you have? Uh,
4: Dan Fogler, who played Balls of Fury, Kung Fu Panda, forty seven. Yep, uh, Earl Hindman, who uh, played in Home Improvement, was born on this day in 1942. Yep, uh, Billy Nunn, uh, in the movie Do the Right Thing, an excellent actor, was born on this day in 1953. Mm-hmm. Uh, director, producer uh, Danny Boyle, uh, who who's uh, directed Slumlord uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which won eight Academy Awards. He's 67 today. Wow. Uh, Arlene Francis, who was one of the original uh, panelists on What's My Line, the old show, uh, was born on this day in 1907. Yep. Uh, former NFL linebacker Jamie Collins, who uh, had a great career with New England, is, is 34 today. The great Leroy Selman, yeah, uh, was born on this day in 1954. Uh, Ray Rose, former Eagles head coach, uh-huh. is 70, 73 today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the great pitcher Juan Marichelle uh, is 86 years old today, Hall of, Hall of Fame pitcher. Uh, former wide receiver Herman Moore is 54 today, and former NFL quarterback David Craig is 65 today. Okay, uh, oh,
0: and right. one more,
4: uh, former uh, WWE wrestler Scott Hall was born on this day in 1958.
3: Okay. All right, uh, we'll go movies, and then we'll have Tone Hop on, and we'll give our predictions. All right, uh, Get Shorty, 1995. Flags of Our Fathers, 2006. Drugstore Cowboy, 1989. Rats 1995. Prestige, 2006. Leatherface Great movie. Remake. Great movie. Yeah, Prestige is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Leatherface Remake, uh, 2017. What else yep. do you have?
4: Uh uh a Medea Halloween Boo number two, two thousand seventeen. Geostorm was a decent movie, two thousand seventeen. Flat. you said flags of our father, right? Yep. You said get
3: shorty? Yes, sir. Okay, that's it. That's all, all right, I got. Let's bring, let's bring tone on and we'll walk through our predictions here uh of how this thing shakes out. I guess Hurry we'll up, start- Rob, you lose the
4: sun. I, you're like a silhouette, man. I can I barely know. see
3: you. All right. Well let let's start with you, Derek. I don't know. Is tone Tone, tone wake ready? up, man. What are you doing? All right, so here we go. All right. <laughs> Tone, there you hey, go, buddy. Let me talk let, to you real let, quick. Let's just do, since so we're <laughs> up against it, let's just do Eagles, uh, how we see the Eagles game playing out. So, Tone, you get first crack, brother. Go ahead.
10: So, man, uh, this Eagles game, this is going to be one to watch. Many questions, many concerns, uh, many injuries, uh, many highlight plays that we're going to see on both sides of the ball. Uh, a lot of yards being put up. I expect a lot of points to be put up, but to be playing in short and to be extremely hopeful. I think the Philadelphia Eagles find a way to win this game. 31 30. Wow.
3: Okay. Okay. 31 30.
4: All right. D gun. How about you? Eagles have a lot on the line here. They were embarrassed by an inferior jets team. The Kelly green uniforms coming out Sunday night at home at the link. That place is going to be rocking. Um, Even with that said, I think the depletion on the back end of this defense is going to be a problem, especially if they don't get to Tua. You cannot just get pressure on Tua. You have to get him down. I don't know if they can get him down enough. I think Miami gets this win, and we're sitting here on Monday trying to figure out what's wrong with the team. Miami wins at 31-24.
3: I have Miami winning 33-30. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I think the Eagles' offense bounces back. I don't think they'll turn the ball over. I think it's going to be much cleaner on the offensive side of the ball. I just worry – I, I just worry about the back end holding up, and I have major concerns about that. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is hey, the Eagles are stepping up their level of play against who they're yep. playing. Um, and I, I really, I do. I hope we're sitting here Monday, and, and Gunner, you and I are both wrong, and Tone's right on. But I, yep. I just, yep. I have to keep it real. I feel like it's a Dolphin win. Um, so I think that I think the Phillies bounce back tonight, uh, just quickly. I think they win tonight um, yep. in a close one. I, I, Arizona doesn't appear to me to, to be a team that's going to lay down. So no, I think uh, I no. think the Phillies win a, a close one, and I think we'll get a good effort out of Sanchez. Tone, what do you think?
10: Um, based on what I saw last night, you know it was a tremendous pitching performance by everybody involved. Um, it was really close, and you know what I think about, the, when, I think about the, when I think about the way those first two games, the way those first two games went down. You know the the Phillies just showing that they were just light years ahead of them in terms of the bats, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Phillies had a down game, you know, in terms of, you know, putting points on the board. I think they bounced back uh, with the Bats today. Um, I, think, I think Arizona overall is just outmatched. Um, they barely got in. Uh, they're talented. They're young. They're a year ahead of schedule. Uh, I got the Phillies winning this game 5-3. Uh,
3: All right, Gunner, let you get the last word here on this one. We got uh,
4: I, think there, I think Arizona's coming out swinging. The fangs will be out. Phillies get this win 3-2.
3: Okay. All right. Listen, everybody have an awesome weekend, guys. Great job out of all of you tone. Thanks for producing as well. Uh, yes, everybody in the chat, have a great, yours, bro.
4: you guys have a great, have a great weekend. weekend.
3: Yeah. Thank you to everybody listening, everybody streaming. Don't go anywhere. Uh, you have the national football show with Dan Cilio coming your way. And uh, we're looking forward to hanging out with you Monday and talking about all of it guys. So have an awesome weekend and we will see you then. Thanks for hanging out. We are sports Take. Appreciate it.